we're gonna kick this podcast's anus with our mouths. Uh, that sounded way better no, in my head. No, no. I adamantly refuse. Why, why did I hang around for like an hour to be ready for this thing? <laughs> because you respect the work that we all put into this project. This, this has gone sideways right off the bat. I don't like it. I mean, first off, first off, I just ate, man. Why did he wait until we pushed record? Why did he wait? Why was he all chill and just talking about toy sales and pork? He pushed record and sp- spent five seconds before he said the word anus about something. What the f*** going on down there? It is WTF at TFW episode 496. Uh, my name is Chris. My name is Vangelis. My name is the host of the podcast. And I'm joined by Aaron. I don't want to be here. Why not? What do we do? What's wrong? The bad man tried to touch me. With my words. Thank Actually, you, you know what? That sounded better in my head, my head as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Aaron, yeah. I... Uh, you, you just You just keep falling over, man. I, uh, so I, I, I did one other thing, which I feel like was a very adult thing to do that I've never done before. I purchased cornstarch. Okay. I've never actually bought... I've never bought that for myself before. I used it because I've been making a lot of slow cooker stews, and when mm-hmm. I want to thicken them, I just go like, well, I'll just get it, I'll cook it for another eight hours. Uh... And I've come to realize that that might have been just the equivalent, like, when I'd eat it, I'd kind of, it'd be good, but it'd be very strong, and I'd get a bit of a stomachache, and I was like, I think that what I'm doing is I'm just, like, making soupy bouillon cubes and eating them, in a mm-hmm. certain sense. So I, I decided to add some cornstarch and water to a, su- a stew to make it thicker, and it actually tasted better, and it didn't give me a stomachache when I did that. So, uh, I'm growing up. Uh... Growing up with me is TJ Omega. Hello. I I I don't want to grow up. I'm a Toys R Us kid. I uh I, I saw something the other day that's reminding me about the origins of Jeffrey the the giraffe, and it was so interesting. I've literally forgotten all of it. <laughs> There's this whole history as to why he. The whole question is why a giraffe, and there is a good answer. I need to look that up again. Uh, I think it even traces back to like an older an older store that that then became Toys R Us or a component of it. It was uh, interesting. It was fascinating. It was very well thought out. I can't remember a thing about it. Though, isn't that the way, though? Isn't that the most frustrating thing when you know that you were really into it when you were, re- like, you know, reading up on it for half an hour? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it also then ejected sometime in the last month? <laughs> uh, anyway, we're here to talk about some Transformers, and uh, we got we got a theme of combination to these topics uh, for the first chunk of the podcast, uh, and we're going to open up with a listener question that also happened to be about combination, which I was like, oh, this is too perfect. This is a hat trick. So this comes in from Spine98, who says, hello, podcast crew. I'm typing this as I'm listening to the most recent podcast episode that, you know, at the time. Because I, like all of you, am very excited for Battle Trap and hoping for flywheels. After seeing some reviews of the figure and the awesome way in which he combines, I started wondering if this form of combination might be how we eventually get a land cross from Transformers Victory. The only issue is that there would have to be an extra combination after each pair of robots combines. Do you think this could be something we eventually see, or am I hoping for too much? Thanks for your input. Uh, so Land Cross, for those who don't know, was six little vehicles. Uh, 
Each one of them could turn into the upper or lower half of a two-robot combiner, and the six of them could also combine together into Landcross, who was basically just a, a gestalt that I believe follows the Devastator pattern of where everybody goes. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I feel like you wouldn't actually have to add a ton to make that work, given that like the way that Battle Trap does the combination already satisfies the legs and could probably be modified for the arms, or at least like the the peg would be for the legs, the socket would be for the shoulders. Yeah, I, I was just sitting here thinking something along those lines with like a combination of a bit of like the old uh Energon combiner. Yeah. Like a, a couple extra clips yeah. or something. Yeah, I feel like that's actually quite quite a good idea that seems reasonable. Like the I think the the main modifications would have to be to the the two who are who turn into the torso of Landcross. I can't remember who they are anymore. Mm-hmm. Um but they they would probably have to do the most extra stuff. Uh everyone else with a modified connection I think would be able to just do the armor leg transformation. Yeah, you have um, you have those guys be maybe deluxe size in order to have the little bit of extra complexity that's required. I wonder if we we keep them legend size, but put them in a gift set to you know make the tooling a little bit more aqueous, uh, budget wise. Like get that extra extra dollar or twenty uh, mm-hmm. to fit some tabs in. Um, I think that really the question of how realistic this is is if we actually do see Star Saber uh, in this in this Power of the Primes toy line, which seems likely. Uh, the folks working on this stuff right now seem to just really like their G1. Um, TJ, would you be down for a land cross? You know, if they could pull it off, I absolutely would. But that is one of those engineering processes that is very complicated when you think about it, because that's a lot of stuff they all have to do and still be sellable individually. Yeah, I think seeing Battle Trap is the thing that makes me go, okay, maybe you can do this. Uh... Because I'm, I'm, I don't know how much you guys looked at coverage of Battle Trap. I'm a little amazed that they fit all of that into those figures. I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. well, the engineering behind Battle Trap is amazing. But if you're trying to do Land Cross, you're trying to do all six of those, then you also have to work in how you you get the opposite of Battle Trap, where you get yeah, you know, Trap Battle top and then the bottom, and then they both have to be in the big combiner too. Like, I wonder if maybe we go for, like, just the, um, if I recall correctly, in, in Victory of the Show, it was kind of just, there were there were three guys who would, and they'd always be, like, the six would always combine together in the same way. Um, like, they, they did, the they same had their, three pairs. Yeah, they had their preferred partners, yes. And it may, maybe, so maybe if we just make that the only thing, like, you know, subtract some of that old functionality to go, like, it's just going to be those preferred partners in that preferred organization. That's that seems like another way that would make it um, more reasonable, but also still in the right spirit. Uh, I just think that like a gift set would then let you have that extra playroom to also work in the combination stuff, the guest alt yeah. head. Uh, well, I, I could like if it was going to be released, I see it also being uh, like the hundred dollar, hundred and fifty dollar, maybe not hundred fifty dollar, but like a hundred dollar price point where they're all maybe legend size, but gifts like. 100% gift set the way yeah. that we're getting um um crap what did it just predicating yes well yeah he's well he's, he's just he's doing the it sounds like he's doing the devastator thing yeah of uh, of just doing that in the titan price point but 
yeah, I I feel like that's reasonable. Like, you know, I'm not going to I don't want to think it's reasonable to the point where now, you know, a year from now, I'm just sitting here going like they didn't do land cross like they promised us, uh, <laughs> you know, the way that it tends to go. <laughs> um, the thing I think would be weird is like, what if they do land cross, but they don't actually do Star Saber? <laughs> like land cross is the one who gets to happen. <laughs> Um, TJ, would you be cool with that? I'm guessing no. Uh, yeah, it's a good idea, Spine 98. I think it's it's solid. I'm sure someone uh, in the customs community will try doing it if it doesn't happen, because Battle Trap is definitely a good template piece uh, for that kind of stuff. Um, there's all there's another decent template piece coming out. Customizers could work with, not one anyone was expecting, and I don't know what you customize it into. I'm just I'm killing time here. Me and Seth talked about the. They put up a video for uh, Takara Tomi put up a video for their version of Star Wars Transformers or you know Transformers by power. They they did Star Wars Transformers Darth Vader, but they did it better. It's it's their own version of it. Nothing's carried over. It's just the concept, and it it, it actually transforms like a transformer. Um, and there was a, there was a shot of it in a case with a Millennium Falcon, and in the last episode, I believe, me and Seth were like, "Yeah, wonder what that'll do." Uh, I didn't think that you know the way that things go with saying, "I wonder if they'll ever talk about it on a podcast," would happen with that thing. But uh, through a Taobao user, we we have some shots of what it's doing, and it's doing what the Star Wars Transformer did, only completely different and looking better. And I said this in the pre-record, this line is starting to look like, you know, some years ago when Star Wars Transformers was happening, someone at Takara Tomi was just getting more and more angry with every one of them that came out and was just like, almost like spite designing better versions of them. And now it's just a project. Uh, Han Solo and Chewbacca as robots combined together into the Millennium Falcon. And you get the two actual characters as little micro figures. What the hell is going on? Uh, Aaron, what's going on? I have no idea. I, yeah, nearest I can figure it's like you of like somebody that could actually design these things is just sitting there fuming. It's like, no, you don't use, you don't use a ball joint there. That's a hinge. Damn it. No, this, no, this shall not stand. And then like came up with their, his own designs and was like, no, I can have this line ready to go. You give me, you know, a hundred hours and, so much money for for basic molding and we can we can have this line live uh, okay good and it turns out star wars is a hot thing and maybe it's worth just yeah. getting some product on the shelf with the logo on it again and uh tj did you ever think you would see like okay we already went over whether or not we thought we'd see darth vader again or any of this again mm. completely different questions you ever think you'd see the millennium falcon combiner concept again you know honestly I think I did. After I saw Darth Vader, I'm like, if unless this is like one of those device label one-off type things that they do every now and then, we are absolutely going to see the Falcon because after like, after like a Tie Fighter, you know, it's either an X-wing or a Millennium Falcon. You do one or the other. Hmm. Yeah, this seems uh, like a very natural transition. Did you Did you get a chance to see that video they put up for Darth Vader, like with showing how the the mechanisms work and stuff? Uh, I. Did um, I didn't pay the closest attention to it, but I was happy it, to it, see. I, mean, it's, it's, I was happy to see it was going for very is, different things. It is pretty close to like what that original Tie Fighter, like that original Darth Vader Tie Fighter was. 
it's like it's like the main body of it is, but the wings mm-hmm. are actually doing stuff, and yeah. it look, and all the joints look like they're nice and actually like locking into place. There are heels that come out, uh, which is new. Mm-hmm. Um, like like if I had one big crit on all these designs, Darth Vader and these guys, it's that for all the smart stuff you're doing, the lower legs are hella thin. Like those are just wedges of vehicle, and it would be cool if those expanded a bit. But like like plumped out, you mean? Yeah, yeah. Especially on Han Solo, where his upper body is plumping out a whole lot, mm-hmm. and it looks like in a really cool way. Um, well, it looks like that's just the the whatever the wedge in the nose, just yeah, kind yeah. of crooking in the middle. Yeah, just having that like, like having that extra hinge does a whole lot for me, uh, as opposed to if it was just like a plank on his chest. Whereas Chewie kind of has, you know, a, a plate on his chest, like an egg plate. Yeah. But uh, th- this stuff is, it's, it's not going to be cheap. I mean, that Darth Vader is like 5,000 yen. Um, I want to say this is like, I want to say it's like 130, 140. Yeah, like at least in in, uh, in stateside shops, most probably. Like I'm guessing this is going to be 10K or 12K yen. I mean, uh, I mean the, the listing's up. I can go look at it right now. Oh, is it? Oh, okay. We can finally not do the thing where we sit here guessing prices and then it turns out the price was sitting there the whole time. If I can find uh, it, because it was really kind of weird to get it to come up last time. So I'm still not like I want to buy these, but like I I would really love to see some more of these on on uh, some of the Star Wars Transformers that that didn't turn out very well. Again, you want my favorite thing. You want somebody else to buy them when you're nearby and can check it out. That's right, because I want to see whoever is working it. on these. I want to see what they do with an X-wing. You know, I want to see what they do with some of those prequel. You know, the Jedi Starfighter that we got a gajillion times. In that see, line. and that's where I, I think an X-Wing could be really interesting to, see, to like, the design challenge of that, because the X-Wing is just kind of a, sh- like, a shiv. Yeah, it's a thin wedge. Thin, thin wings, and, like, seeing how they would be able to, like, I'd assume that, like, you're going to use, you'd have to use, like, the X-Wing wings to fold around each other or something kind of the way that mind wipes wings did yeah in order to form the legs and then you can pull the rest of it out of the the fuselage i mean that's that's the exciting thing about seeing this in 2018 is like you you tell me that an x-wing has four thin wings i go and look at nitro zeus and i'm like look Mm -hmm. at what he did with thin wings yeah um that's very very interesting stuff uh I, and I would love to know the motivation. Like, if this is because this this is now telling me you guys had to have been at least somewhat motivated by that that old Star Wars Transformers line. Okay, I can't find the listing. I thought I did. I thought I had her. All right, I may have just saw the one on Big Bad. Yeah, I, I think this. Like, I I think that I, I read that these had gone up on an auction site. So it might like if there was a price attached, it might have been from the auction site. Hmm. Um. You know, which means so, someone's trying to hotline that that test shot out to the market, which I, I assume no one is clamoring for. <laughs> um, and I will give this uh, this much credit. Um, I knew they were going to do the Falcon. I knew it'd probably be the same format. I am so happy they didn't try to roboticize Harrison Ford's head again. Yeah, I, I kind of like that head. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's just more of like, no, it's a robot, and he's got, like, you know, he's got a brown helmet, so there's the, there's your hair if you want it. 
Uh, but it's but just like a he's helmet. got that little green thing. Yeah. And like Chewbacca has got like that that kind of like forehead plate. It's kind of working for me. You know, I want to I want to man, I want to see how yeah, I want to see these in person. I I also like that like they like Han Solo is a slimmer, bulkier robot whereas Chewbacca they just give him the linebacker shoulders. Mhm. Um It's 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 cool. Uh are either of you guys at all thinking that they might do something with this line that would get you to pick one up? Go on clearance. That's wow. <laughs> I mean, I I think these are neat, but what what if I just but, unzip the front of my pants and pee on it? Is that, is that an no, answer for no, you? No, I'm I'm not saying it's bad. <laughs> I'm just saying that like it's super expensive. I mean, yeah. No, it is like, the, the price points. I think a killer on this. Uh, yeah, it's, especially it's, like it's friggin' lethal. Fifty two bucks for hmm? what looks like. A large deluxe. Well, and when you see how Darth Vader works, it's like it's like he works in a cool way, but also not like there's there's nothing crazy. Yeah, there's nothing insane in there. If that thing folded apart and around itself the way that like Masterpiece Cheetor does, you know, because that's something that has radical difference from one side to the other with multiple layers of hidden stuff. This is just like the back part of the long shell that is the tie advance x1 yeah like oh there's a very flat version of vader's chest plate and his head and then all the rest (laughs) of it kind of folds out around there's there's nothing in there to me that says five thousand holy crap yeah or 5800 yen unfortunately if yeah if if it came out in the u.s at like 20 25 am i maybe but not for fifty two US as a yeah. as a direct. I mean what Big Battle probably need another eight bucks on it, so it'll be like sixty, sixty two. Or, yeah. or someone yeah. Like unfortunately. I, I can't imagine that's... I was gonna say I can't imagine what like do we do we actually have a number on the Millennium Falcon? Because it'll no, be no. it'll be probably close to double that if they're on the good side of things. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's cool. I mean, there, there I, is I'm, an I'm answer. Not gonna, I'm not talking there, it down. I'm just saying like, not for that price point. There is an answer for the price, but I mean, uh, TJ, you were saying something. Oh, I was going to answer. It's the freaking license. Yeah. It's yeah. Everything it's all, in, like it's, it, I got reminded I, of that. I have, I have a, I have a bunch of star Wars, uh, Lego. I, I understand the license tax. But, yeah, like man. yeah, like mm. I, I just I just but got also, to see uh, I just got to see the difference. You know, I, I just walked by a toy shelf today where a hundred piece Lego set was ten bucks, but if I wanted a ninety piece Star Wars set, it was fifteen bucks. I also feel like in Lego, the Star Wars tax may not be even as much of a hit because it's still using the same base components. Yeah, for a lot of it, whereas this is like you know these there's nothing else you're going to use this tooling for. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um yeah, I I think these are I think these are cool. Uh and and the other thing I was going to say is that like certainly one cannot ask the question of who are these for because these, you know, at the end of the day and you know at worst and I mean this in a good way, they fit in with the ongoing very long now pattern of uh Takara Tomy's uh licensed tie-in transformer stuff. You know, your label things, your uh, your tie-in things, the shoe transformers. 
Um, it's stuff that is maybe not even aimed entirely at Transformers collectors. It's aimed to get the Transformers brand crossed over with other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's definitely what this is. Um, which again, that's not that's not a dig on it. Um, just kind of, I think, answers some questions. If, if because it's easy to sit here, I think, as a Transformers collector and go like, why isn't this more for us? Uh, and it it is definitely more for the the zeitgeist that is tra- uh, Star Wars right now. You know, yearly movies coming out. There's a Han Solo movie coming out what this year, right? Mm-hmm. So, hey, guess what? Han Gotta and Chewbacca. That series. Hey, you know what? You have Han Solo's robot mode not really have a Harrison Ford face, and this ties in even closer with you know a a Han Solo prequel story where he's younger. I, I wonder if that was part of it. I bet you it was. Two for one. We get the old nerds and the new ones. Yeah. And then they can all marvel at the objectively excellent thing, which is the crotch on the Han Solo robot, where he has it just painted on there his little gun holster and jeans. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But as like as like underwear. <laughs> yet, an, yet another one of those. We're going to pull color out of something. Yep. <laughs> just getting it in here somehow. Look, the outside of it's gray, gray, and more gray. What else are we going to do? I don't know. Put a green him, square on yeah, his forehead. Give him <laughs> underwear? Yeah, give him a pair of underwear. Get him at a cigar. They gave Superman back his underwear. We're going to give Han Solo his. Uh, no, it's... it's some of them. My Han Solo robot's wearing Daisy Dukes. There's something wrong about that. back in the room. They're like, Han, Han Solo wear long pants. And they're like, don't, don't push it. Don't push it. This guy's had a list going about this line since 2006 when he saw the Americans do it. Just leave him alone. You push him also, any, you push him any farther. He's going to ask about the Marvel ones. Oh man, but but you know that's if this takes off, you know it, right? Who, whoever was working on these had to have been keeping tabs on that line too. <laughs> what the hell is that, Thor? They made so many Iron Men, but they didn't combine into a giant Iron Man. The fools! I'll show them. Uh, I also want to just highlight, just to pat myself on the back, the name of this topic is the return of the Chubanium Falcon, and I'm very proud of that. We we could have gone right past that. No one would have had to know your shame. My pride. No one would have had shame. to have known my pride. That's 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 your. Do you know how the, you're pronouncing that word wrong? It's, it's that word is pronounced shame. Do you know how hard it is and how satisfying it is to get three consonants in a row in a word? W B H. That's what I got in there. Your shame. Uh, hey, we got we got another topic here, which also. Uh, talks about combination uh over in japan some more legends toys came out maybe some of the now some of the final run of transformers legends uh but the japanese release of titans return overlord came out uh with the two different headmasters uh where you can uh, and i like how they named this is you can either make overlord giga or overlord mega uh and then like overlord mega I guess because she's a lady, keeps her chest flaps closed. That's there's something very strangely arbitrary about that that like makes me snicker, but also makes me kind of sigh. Uh, anyway, in the comic, because she should have should have those chest flaps open. Is that what you're saying? I'm saying people should be able to have their chest flaps however they want. Uh, you know, without without these rules being laid down. Um, also, reports from Japan and people who have gotten this toy already in hand, which you can now with uh, fast enough shipping, those little Power Master things in the chest are apparently glued in. So no. uh, all of that talk we had about, hey, maybe they have swap in Power Masters, maybe all that, the fact you can fit Titan Masters in there, it's so obvious what they're going to do. They did something completely different. Uh, when I saw those molded plates in there, I thought, oh, maybe those are a couple of uh, of, of 
Prime Master plates we haven't seen yet. And like, no. and like bridge the gap between the two lines? Yep, I thought that's what they were going to do. That it's makes not. sense. Yeah. It's just they're glued in. They are glued in. It's what it felt like with Overlord in the first place because a, a Prime Master fits way better than a Titan Master. Yep. But uh, they... Oddly enough, the, the the one wrong decision to have made with the chest stuff was made. Uh, it's not like a toy ruiner. I'm just, I'm really confused. I'm like, who, who's the one who said glue it? That's what I want to know. Um, probably someone on the factory floor. But the, the big thing really uh, revealed in this comic, because something that, that Sakamoto has done in these comics is if there's a fan mode that you can do with the toys, he'll just, he'll put it in the comic. And I kind of like that. He, uh, he had two overlords. So Overlord, they, these had more vehicles. So Overlord Mega and Overlord Giga were chilling out, and they combined into into Overlord uh, Terra. And uh, one Overlord was wearing another Overlord Victory Saber style, God Jinrai style, as uh, a chest plate and boots. And I believe someone has tried it, and uh, I've seen more than one photo. Some of them have a much cleaner looking backpack, depending on the angle. This seems doable. So uh, it certainly was probably never intended. <laughs> I think it's just it's happenstance of pegs and holes and things. Uh, I haven't tried it myself, um, but do, I think do you that's kind of two of them. Uh, I, my Japanese one showed up, but I haven't opened it yet. Okay. Um, See, I still don't have a North American one, so I thought they were starting to show up everywhere over there. Or was that just my Twitter? And I assume my Twitter represented the whole of America. No, it's that happens sometimes. It's pretty much the line is dead because of Titan Return. Oh dear! Yeah, well, every, everywhere, gone, I've gone, gone, uh, everywhere I've gone has Titans Return clearance out, and they're moving in the new stuff. That's got to mean that if you guys don't, at least there will be a chance, a small chance, you'll see Overlord at like a uh, liquidation place. I, oh, you know, you know who had Overlord cheap everywhere? It was the UK. That's who had Overlord everywhere. I have a uh, lot of okay. UK folks. Okay, my, uh, so there's the UK and there's yeah. the US. Now, granted. Both of them start with a U, and, and they end both with speak a consonant. English. They both speak English. Yeah, but one of them is much closer to you. You know, when I was a kid, I was under the. I was told, uh, I was promised that there would be. Uh, you could just drive to the UK by 2018. So, uh, what happened to that? I depends I don't on know. how depends on how watertight your car is. Yeah, I suppose I mean, so. I mean, do you have one of those really cool amphibicar things? No, because I'm not. I'm not some kind of friggin' two uh, percent. You know, I don't. I don't have. I'm not Jeff Bezos with a gajillion dollars where I can just, you know, fart out water cars. Uh, well, well he, I had a visual pay, in my head just now. He he pays the U U the UK to get closer to him. Doesn't even need the oh, car. So he mounted the UK on like on like underwater treads, and it's like, hey, I need to get I need to get to the UK. I need some iron brew. Mm-hmm. <laughs> turn, turn on the treads. I was just realizing I was because I was talking about that whole idea of like you know the the the, the cross ocean bridge, uh, and how that probably will never happen because like there was just like that massive earthquake off the coast of Alaska. Mm-hmm. Uh, you need to you need to make bridges out of sterner stuff um, for that to to be a thing, but. Uh, yeah, I the thing I need I'd like to see, which I'm sure someone has done already, is I'm wondering if American Overlord could substitute in as one of the two overlords. Uh, I don't the know why it wouldn't be able to. 
but I'm guessing just like color wise, if it would look cool, because I, I like the idea of Giga and Mega having slightly differently colored overlords, but I'm not sure if like there's some critical paint app on the Japanese one that would make it look way too much better. I haven't actually looked oh. comparisons. Um, but what do you guys think of this this combination thing? Like, I think it's really cute. Uh, like TJ, this is this is obviously like very Master Force Victory esque what they're doing. Uh, it's also very Super Sentai in that the boots are also still connected in the back. Yeah, <laughs> by, yeah, a, by a groin. That. Yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> a very Super Sentai like you know end of season put everyone together kind of thing. Just just film them from the knees up. No one will notice. Yep, <laughs> <laughs> the mini plot will handle it. It'll be fine. Mm. Oh, this is ridiculous. I love this kind of stuff where, oh, well, that fits there and that fits. Hey, let's draw it into a comic book. Yeah, it's 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 madness. And you know what? It fits. Yeah, it's totally like this is the exact same combination as uh, Victory Leo. Like it fits right in with the G1. Yeah, and I, I just noticed the in the art um, that that pelvis connecting the the feet is actually there in the artwork. Yeah, <laughs> in the back, and so so is just the backwards the fists holding the guns over the shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> like I love this. Uh, it's also I think it's a really cool thing to do with Overlord to kind of fresh like you take you take Overlord, switch the Power Masters to Headmasters. This kind of freshens it up a bit. It adds in the part where you need two Overlords to do it, but it freshens it up a bit. Um, Aaron, how are you feeling about this fully official combination? Um, it's wonderfully goofy. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think it's a bit l- odd in the like expectation that somebody is going to buy two, and then you know, on the TFW story, immediately underneath the uh, the manga, it's a picture of somebody that had done it with two of them, and it's yep. like. Well, okay, of course. Uh. <laughs> when, when you're living in Japan, I think it's also like super easy because if I were, I don't know if, how much this is still the case, but I remember when a new toy came out in Japan under Transformers, like if you found the right shop, you could get it for a pretty good deal on like day one. Okay. Um, so if you shop around, if you know your stores, you could, you know, uh, there there are a lot more. How do you put it? A lot more independent sellers, I think, in Japan, depending where, like, if you're near somewhere like Denden Town. Okay. Um, so you're not just beholden to, like, the fixed price points that, like, a Walmart is going to sit on right. for a while. But, no, I, I, I'm, like, disappointed that, um, that, like, the chest pieces are glued in. Yeah. That's, that's kind of saddening. And I don't know if maybe that was because I, I just read that on day one, and maybe okay. you know. Well, if you have one, get we can wait. I mean, we waited long enough. Just <laughs> no, I still I have to do my box, box shots. Uh, I have to do the box shots for the B roll. There's a process because I'm, I'm a professional. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right, there it is, sitting right over there. Yep. Uh, that sure is a sealed an, toy. An amazing <laughs> lack of cheesecake in the manga. There's yeah, like, I mean, well, there's to, like yeah. the the little like very high slit dress shot, which you know just to, just so you can make sure you can see she's wearing like uh, if anything a very high cut yeah. pair of panties. She, she's got to have like those what like '90s Baywatch. Yeah, like, like one of those like what slingshot yeah. things. Yeah, underneath it, but you know, no, nothing incredibly inappropriate in it. Yeah, nothing gratuitous to the point of being out of character. Like, 
No, no, that that's I perfectly believe that. I'm just having to flip through to see if maybe we all missed something. Um, just a pair of breasts on a later page. Just, oh, yes. It's like, oh, I, I missed page 19 where it was, yeah, it was just kind of like four pairs of boobs were fighting. Uh, but yeah, that uh, also reminded me that Overlord toy is real darn good. Well, thanks to you, I just ordered one, so. Hooray! I'm helping. Um... Anyway, uh, unless we have anything else we want to drop about Overlord, we can then move on to some more listener questions, uh, which I've got lined up. And in fact, I've got two of them, which means maybe, maybe, uh, hey, TJ, you want to want to read this next listener question? Ooh. Oh, uh, sure. This comes from XL Hedge. Mm. Hello, XL Hedge. Hello, Evangelist and the Prime Masters of TFW. Now that Activision doesn't have the video game license anymore, who should get it next? Personally, I wouldn't mind WB Games getting it. We could get a fighting game from NetherRealm Studios, a la Mortal Kombat slash Injustice, or an action game like the Arkham games from Rocksteady. If Take-Two got it, we could have a shooter like Bioshock, but there's always Toei Toei Tecmo games. If proper warrior-style games with TF characters would be awesome... Uh, like Hyrule Warriors slash Fire Emblem Warriors or Dynasty Warriors Gundam. Bandai Namco would also be a good choice given they make great licensed games, although I can't really decide on what game template would make a good match for Transformers. What do you guys think? I think the Bandai part of Bandai Namco would get in the way of Bandai Namco Probably. working with Transformers. Yeah. <laughs> So if they, it, it, I, I bet I, I know what they would do for it. They would get the license and then make a pachinko game and then like also just throw the middle fingers up at it and walk away. Uh, it's probably what they would do. You don't understand art. <laughs> no, no, we actually do. You you don't understand how a license. Okay, put 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 down the <laughs> knife. Just put it. Down. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And so I, I think all these ideas sound fine. I, here's my problem: is when someone says who should get the license, my answer would would have been Platinum Studio. And then someone paid to release whatever they make so they can make a, a sequel to Devastation. Yeah. Um, I think that's where my mind went. It's like, I was perfectly happy with Platinum making it. They just need a publishing house. Yeah. Yeah. And Platinum have got... I, I assume Platinum have got the clout that, like, you know, well, it's not like they would be struggling to find a publisher necessarily. Well, Platinum right now is really, really happy with their Nintendo partnership. But as much as I would love... A Transformers game on the Switch, you know they want that multi-platform for the, the PC, the Xbox, the PlayStation. So it, it'd probably have to go through, like, Sega instead. Well, Sega's doing, uh, they're doing a push, right? Like, I heard, like, they want to revive some franchises. They want to, like, get the, they want to make respectable their name again. Uh, yeah, go check the reviews for Sonic Forces. Well, ignoring, ignoring that Sonic game, at least. Ignoring uh, their biggest <laughs> franchise. Hey, yo, whoa, hold on a second. What about Shenmue 3? <laughs> what about it? You know, that's going to change the world. You can walk around that world. There's a clock. It's like a template for the Yakuza games that are better. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, how many Gashapons to collect in this one? I I think an action game like uh, like the Arkham games would also be kind of cool. I, I wanted to say a fighting game from Netherrealm. I would want it to be them, but also their style is so, uh, for lack of better words, all their fighting games are a little bit wet and squishy, uh, which I think works. But I think it also would mean that a Transformers game from them would either also be wet and squishy or it would come off maybe a little clunky aesthetically. 
Um, because the, the Injustice games and the Mortal Kombat games, I find, have just have a lot of meaty thwack to them, and everyone looks kind of like a little putty-ish because they're gonna have lots of lots of goo coming off of them one way or another. Um. See, I, honestly, like I would just love to see Platinum get to uh, build upon what they did with De- Devastation. Uh, that was a very strong action-oriented Transformers engine. Um, I don't know about a Warriors-style game. You know, I, I, I was I was thinking about that. And it feels like a it feels like that would play like a more crowded version of the PS2 Transformer game. The, the thing about Warriors games is like they're really fun for like a week. Yeah, and I wouldn't. I wouldn't want my Transformers game after so many years to be really fun for like a week. I mean, it's a nice. Yeah. It's a nice type of like power trip style game where you just go through and just crush through fifty guys like it's nothing. Yeah, but you don't really have anything. Like, that's fine if you're like in a like Power Rangers fighting putties, or you know, in this case, it would be what uh like with Hyrule Warriors. It's just. You know, your random goons versus Link that he yeah. mows down all the time. You know, there's really not a whole lot you can do. Okay, there's there's clones, there's seekers, there's what? It's the like, devastation yeah. goons, basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's not a whole lot in Transformers as like puts up no fight whatsoever to actually crowd out that game. And like Devastation did a great job inventing some some faceless Decepticons to beat the crap out of. Uh, it's just like seeing that times ten to fill out the screen warriors style. I, I just feel like it would come off badly. Run amucks in every color. It would be like we're we've gone to fight the Chinese knockoff line of Transformers by Company X, uh, where they have made an army of Dayglow variant colored run amucks. <laughs> uh, and it's, yeah, it would be funny. It's just like I, I feel like. Uh, a, a platinum game would have the action side of that only like with that extra little layer uh to make it to make it last longer um you get back to know, the, Aaron, like i was gonna say go i was gonna say with that gameplay style you get back to my pet peeve when it comes to transformers games is the vehicle mode being there just as a quick travel which that yeah, yeah. Well, the, well, that's, it, as, it was kind of part of the combo system in in Devastation. Yeah, like um, it works there, yeah. but like with the Dynasty Warriors thing, like uh, the common oh, rider, yeah, yeah. The, like what the would... common rider ones went like this, where oh, you just hop on your bike, move to the next section. That feels like how it would work with Transformers. Yeah, kind of like the a lot of the old movie tie-in games on the consoles, where mm-hmm. it's like you know like the 07 one we have this garbage driving section or like the you know the, the best one i think was revenge of the fallen where it was just like it's just going to be a, a melee jump uh it's going to be part again part of the combo system but then platinum made a better combo system mm-hmm. um aaron i was going to ask you like what do you, what kind of game would you like to see <laughs> I, I, don't know, Transformers? I was just sitting here thinking like the type of game like i don't cuz we've we've gotten quite a bit of different flavors of game and i just like I don't know if there's anything that sits terribly well one way or the other. I mean, we've had good. I, how, how am I trying to come at this? I don't know if we've had a good game that's Transformers. I think we've had some good games that have used Transformers as a theme. Well, I think uh, it comes back to the whole thing of how do you work the transformation right. button in. And to me, it's like, all right, the the games that did it best were third-person action games. Uh, The High Moon games did it by 
turning you into a turret uh which is yeah. which is kind of cool but it is also because they were third they were they were gears of war style games mm-hmm. in a way well no they didn't have a cover system but they were they were third person shooter games um that's where i think devastation is just more engaging in that like in in the high moon games there were times where you could really feel like you were in a shooter game before you were in a transformers game when you were like megatron making his grand return in the second game but then also if you don't actually shoot everything really well you get blown up in like two seconds yeah um and the thing that the Platinum games did is they added that extra layer of power fantasy that works for what the franchise often is. Because mm-hmm. um, I was also tra- I, 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 trying to sit there and think there was like a tr- different Transformers mobile game that was where it did have transformation as the thing where it was kind of like a um, like a tactics game. Oh, the one with the uh, the sort of semi super deformed artwork. Yeah. Where yeah, it was yeah. like, okay, as the car, you moved a lot faster to get around, and you had one type, or you, you know, you had one type of attack. But then, as a robot, you had better attacks, but you know, you you could only move a couple squares, and there would be times when it's like, oh no, there's a race to wherever, and you know, if you could get ahead of them and then transform and block them out, then like it had some of those things in there, but. It was also a little bit of uh, quite a bit of crappy mobile game, as I remember, with plenty of like, yeah, um, yeah, you didn't get uh, enough points to get the the real unlock of this guy. So you can only get him when he's the feature character, not as whatever else. Or there was there was plenty of other like mobile game nonsense in there that. Yeah. Well, you know, they all they always have had gotcha stuff in them as yeah. well of like here's your crystals and your timers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think a I think a, a strategy game for Transformers would definitely be great on the art end where you could have a wider cast, you could have a lot more cool art assets. If you go super robot wars style, you could have really neat little animated bits. Um the only I don't know how this is this is coming off worse than I mean it, but like the only problem with with turn-based strategy is that as far as like the energy of the Transformers franchise, it ain't there in turn-based strategy. Mm-hmm. Um, the the yeah. references and the art style and the characters will be, but the, what the Platinum game did was just like make you, it 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 put you in an action place, uh, and it it hit a power fantasy level that I never got out of any other Transformers game. Yeah, I mean, if you, if you wanted a tactical game based on Energon, you'd have the right pacing, but yeah, it is. Oh man. It's I a, could I could dog on Energon any day of the week. I don't want to like this is I, like this is this is oh, fruit I, that's dragging I know, on the floor. I know, I know, I know, <laughs> I know. I, I'm 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 kick. I'm I'm not I'm not reaching for. I'm kicking it along. But <laughs> I stepped on it by accident on my way over to my other point. <laughs> that's the hard part because as a tactical game, you do have you could work in the transformations to make them meaningful, but the pacing is just awful. Yeah, I, I, I want to. I really don't want to say the pacing is like bad because like tactical games can be great. Like, we, we, uh, like, it's, it's just it's like just, we're, yeah, you don't get the. We're only gonna like we're only gonna get one Transformers game uh, on a console in a in a couple years if it happens again, <laughs> and so I don't want that opportunity to just be a tactics game. <laughs> yeah, you know. Uh, like I said, it, it's something that if it could come out well as a mobile game, and yeah. somehow manage to keep like the mobile game crap out of it or at least so unlikely though yeah i know it's 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 free if it was it's free to 
Yeah, it's free to play, but it's a dollar for every time you try to summon a new like, unit. Yeah. Yeah, no one, no one is going to pay the money to develop a mobile game right now with a franchise behind it that doesn't have the ability for someone to drop three hundred bucks on it overnight because yeah. they really want a character. Yeah, and that's that's just a, it's a state of that platform right now. Like mm-hmm. you can't. The one thing I always say is like it's you know to a certain degree you can't really hold the developers of the games accountable for that anymore. Yeah, it's more so like you can hold them accountable to how scummy the way they integrate it is. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, like I play the one they have for Final Fantasy, and you can play that for free, no problem. It's frustrating sometimes, but it's fun enough. And then you work in their microtransactions, which is like, oh, you want this big bundle with a whole bunch of tchotchkes? It's $48 for a bunch of digital yeah. crap. Oh, you want the guaranteed like Prime Pack? That's only $70. I could... Yeah, there are no guaranteed packs in Transformers yeah. games. Aside, well, no, yeah, there is does. now. Now, how many? Uh, now you're guaranteed to get a prime, but it's going to be a one star. Mm-hmm. And yeah. if you get five one stars, then you can grind it up and get a two star, and then wait on what on what planet are you playing a Transformers game where I can actually make use of those old those old stars? That's the thing about Earth Wars and Forge to Fight. It's like, all right, you got old characters, cool. Well, no, no, you, you, you have to get the you have to get the same one star prime five times. Yeah, yeah. Well, so, okay, you but know there's Optimus Prime, fight. there's Rodimus Prime, there's Nemesis Prime, there's slightly differently colored Optimus Prime, there's the alternate yeah, there's artwork w- Optimus Prime that has slightly different stats. So that's a completely different one. There's like eighty yeah. primes, yeah. and you're going to get one of those, and then you need to get five of those to grind it up to the next star level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I want to be fair to Forge to Fight. They actually have a decent system to feed your smaller characters to your better star ones if you get them. So at least you're not you're not sitting there with like thirty one star characters who mean nothing, mm-hmm. like in Earth Wars. But uh, yeah, mobile games are are a topic that tends to just get real grumpy. Um, I I hope that we can get another Transformers game that isn't a mobile one right now because really to me the the answer to the question of where's the license going to go anymore is uh, a couple mobile games have it that's where the license went that's that's where it's going to be for a little while um until i think transformers needs the shot of like you know prestige and 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 uh headlines and you know money to mm-hmm. get a better made console game um it's probably happy where it is right now you know like like uh, marvel games are you know they're very happily just if i recall correctly a bunch of mobile games um. So yeah, I, uh, I I I also want Platinum to get it so they can friggin' pick up on that cliffhanger from the the post credit scene. Like they made a model of that guy. So d- tell me what you're gonna do with it. Um, you're really trying to avoid spoilers on this. I you know what? Why not? You know, I sat here and I was like, the game's old, but. If, hey, you know what? If you're a listener and you haven't played Transformers Devastation, there's a post credit stinger. Now, you can be uh, a casual and go look it up on YouTube, uh, or you can be a real fan, uh, buy a console if you haven't already got one to play it, and, uh, and, go, and go have at it. Go find a used copy, because you can't get it that's, anymore. That's right. There are no more digital releases of any of those games, because the license thing happened. Uh, so go do that, you know, and then and be cool like everyone else. <laughs> um, 
Aaron, let's move on to this next listener question from Prime Studio, and why don't you read it for us? Dear Podmasters, my love of the G1 artwork and the unsung artists who, for me, breathe life into these plastic bricks, knows no bounds. With the embarrassment of riches that is modern TF art, Marcelo, Guido, Milne, Griffith, and many more, we are living in a renaissance. My question to each of you is, to each of you, is you favorite artists and their impact on your enjoyment of the franchise? My click is a killing word. Oh damn! I'm dead. Uh, so I have I have one problem answering this question. Is is basically he's right. We're in a we're in a renaissance of Transformers artists, and I can't mm-hmm. just name one because a lot of them have had a yeah. really big impact on me. And, now. and the thing is, it seems like a lot of them have done a good job of like bouncing off of each other almost. Yeah. Where you'll see like Marcelo might take the lead on something, and then Alex Milne comes along and does something a little bit different, and does a different riff on it, and. I like the only Transformers art in comics that I haven't been able to watch or watch or read is like the Transformers versus G.I. Joe when it was weird, the weird like Crayola colored stuff or whatever that was. And that was the only one that I was just like, I can't. Well, yeah, everyone, that's the thing is like everyone eventually hits an artist that just doesn't work for them. Like, I know a lot of people who can't deal with uh, Fico Osio. Is it Fico Osio? Uh, who did you know the one doing visionaries the one doing uh, who did revolution mm-hmm. um, I, I don't mind that artist but I know there are some folks who can't quite deal with that artist but then there are it's like all right but here are two other books with two other artists working on it like see if one of these jives yeah. with you you know like we we have a rich a richness of, of artists right now and I uh, I ho- like I try not to take that for granted um, especially the fact that there are even more artists who don't get as much work as I want them to get because <laughs> I, I, there is, I guess, sort of a limit on how many Transformers books can be out every month. Um, but uh, I, off the top of my head, um, for right now and most recently, I, I would, I would, you know, with full bias, say uh, Sarah Petra Durocher is is one of my top ones. Um, a lot of artists have in- introduced stuff in Transformers comics over the years that made me go like, man, I didn't know Transformers could do this. And the most recent one was uh, Sarah's work uh, making face-plated Combaticons just, like, brimming with emotion. Um, not not to mention all the other stuff she does. It's just, to me, that's one of the biggest uh, unique standouts to her stuff in, in the last year uh, was her work with, with all of the Combaticons, really. Um, and then I could just go on talking, like... I could go on talking about nearly every other artist in some way, so let's <laughs> move along and I'll chime in maybe. Uh, hey, I'll say this much about comics is I finally got to the comic shop and bought the, like, four months of back comics. How heavy was that? that? I had. It, was, it wasn't cheap getting out of there. I mean, I was going to say physically heavy, but uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, the, uh... that's, it, it was a very full uh, plastic shopping bag. I could have killed a man with that bag. Um, maybe i i'd have i'd have have hurt him a lot well with the with with the corner of of the spine end of that brick oh yeah Yeah, if they they caught some of those those staples in line ooh, it'd be a bad day yeah but i've i've not gotten the chance to read any of them yet but it doesn't have to be recent like if there's any other artists that really man that's that's the rough thing is unfortunately my memory is lacking on the exacts of who is who ah it's been like five months since uh, i've read comics i know who's who i can just tell you i became a boss and i started running out of time for other stuff oh geez 
Well, I mean, you know, to, to slide into your spot, I know it goes without saying that, like, you know, uh, Milne and Griffith, their multi-year run of being the, the more or less regular artists on the two ongoings, like, is a huge backbone to what IDW is now. Mm-hmm. Um, not just their art, but also the amount of design work they did, uh, which I I'd sometimes wonder if it goes credited enough. I know it goes credited for sure. Um but it wasn't just doing the art. It was also like coming up with some very now iconic character designs. Uh, a lot of Milne's designs, uh, Griffith's work on on several characters, Aileron being one of the, the biggest ones for me. Um, and uh, and naturally, like with that comes like all the work that a lot of the colors are doing. Like, you know, again, off the top of my head, Josh Perez, Joanna LaFuente, like just really, really solid folks who bring, uh, again, a backbone of artistic identity across those books. Uh, TJ, is there any artist stuck in your mind you wanted to? Uh, the go-to for me was always Guido Guidi. I really like. Yeah. How, I really like his artwork style. Um, God, it, it it helps that he was the artist on a project that I was on that fell through. So there's this floating image somewhere in the ether of a character I designed that he drew, which is special to me. Ah, nice. Uh, I was going to say Guido Guidi is also big to me because he drew probably a lot of the best Armada artwork. Oh, yeah. Like, he, he made a lot of those Armada designs, like, sing, uh, going off their concepts. Uh, IDW-wise, like, uh, I really li- I like Jack Lawrence, who's doing uh, Lost Light right now. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot of just really good expression and a lot of really good emoting in those books that you know, I I kind of I kind of go back to uh, animated a little bit because the last time I got that much kind of emotional visual out of a transformer and also like Jack, Jack Lawrence is, is is a hard worker who came came in to a situation where I feel like he was in the worst spot when the crew changeover and title changeover happened to Lost Light. Uh, because, and I, I am certainly part of the problem here, it was very hard to discuss Lost Light's opening issues without thinking and talking about the the fact that Alex Milne wasn't doing the interiors uh, on, on those books. And uh, I think Jack Jack Lawrence did a lot of, like, just solid, like, work to push through that and... I feel like we're kind of we're kind of past that point now where it's more like, you know, Alex Milne did interiors on the last book uh, and we've had guest interior folks. And it's like I feel like the the nastier and or at least less pleasant side of that conversation is over now. Uh, And we're just into we're into wherever we are now. Um, I also really want to because people, you know, do it, but I still don't think they do it enough. I really want to throw a shout out there to EJ Sue. Um, who was doing the artwork on the the original run of IDW, which is some of the still some of the best and like time tested Transformers art in the last decade. Uh, EJ Sue's artwork on on Transformers is super darn good, uh, and stylistically, I think it very much stands on its own compared to a lot of other stuff. Um, so if you've never read any of the earlier IDW books, like take a look at them j- at least just to see uh, the EJ Sue artwork. Um, there's a very just like clean, thick line style to it that I enjoyed a lot. Um, and in you know, to, to cap it off, it goes without saying, as I said, there are tons of other artists mm-hmm. working on Transformers who uh, all deserve being talked about just as much as everyone we just named off the top of our heads. 
Um, I, I dare say I wouldn't say there is any artist working on Transformers right now that I would want to not like remove from Transformers, which is a situation that uh, like that when we were in the Revenge of the Fallen, Dark of the Moon era, there were artists coming into Transformers who I was not happy to see on Transformers. Um, they know who they and were. right now. That's right. <laughs> uh, and and right now, like um, even the ones who get derided at times, I feel like they've like everyone, even even the artists who are who are appreciated the least, uh, I feel like have come farther than where they were some years ago, just on the transformer side of what they do. Um, so I'm I'm just I'm very happy right now with, with still with where those comics are, uh, as far as like the teams working on them. And I hope that answered your listener question, Prime Studio. Because uh, now we're going to move into what we got this week, which is where we talk about toys that we bought. Because uh, capitalism and the uh, the the piling of objects is part of this fandom. Damn it! I was just at a toy show, so the whole part about the piling of objects is very fresh in my head. Um, Aaron, I was going to ask you, did hey. you get any Transformers this well, week? Well, I did. If you remember in the last episode that we were together, I said during the episode I was setting up a deal. And I, and uh-huh. I was, and it was with somebody that had sent in a listener question, probably about the same time that we were working on the deal. Spine 98. Uh, Jiminy Cricket. Had sent me, actually, Collusion. yeah. Yeah, January 12th and January 12th, yeah. Um, he mentioned that he was listening to an episode and said I'd said that I was looking for some of the sieges on Cybertron guys. And he had Tidal Wave in his sale list and sold it to me for a pretty good price. So I got myself a Tidal Wave. Hey! And I think the fit and finish on Tidal Wave is a little bit better than it was on Broadside. I agree. I haven't messed with Japanese Broadside, but Tidal Wave, uh, including Alpha Tron, is my favorite version of that that tooling body mm-hmm. so far. But, uh, yeah, it was... Um, he, he, he was... <laughs> like... In the moment, going back through our uh, our um, PMs back and forth, was like, yeah, you know, making the deal, okay, exchange of currency, and then in a very short window of time was like, oh my god, I don't know where the little black aerial bots are. Okay, never mind, I found them there in the box. <laughs> and it was like, it was, it was in very rapid order. It's like, okay, I'm glad that crisis solved itself before I read it. Um, uh, Aaron, I'm going to ask you something yeah. here. If you couldn't find the little black aerial bots... Would you have cared? Probably not. Okay, I just want to because there's there's still the, my, the little you, white aerial bots are still living on a spear too. So if he couldn't find those black aerial bots and you were like deal yeah. over unless you give me a discount, I would have been very mean no, to you. No, it was it was <laughs> uh, a great thing, and actually I should go and hit his feedback thread because I always forget about this. Uh, oh boy, Aaron! I can't believe you didn't do the thing that I literally need to be PM to yeah. do twice to remember to do yeah. it. You, ugh. um, but yeah, it's it's tidal wave or er, it's broadside, but in tidal wave colors. And like I said, a little bit tighter. Um, the fits a little bit better. Uh, a little bit more paint. Still has stupid foil stickers that are stupid. Um. Well, <laughs> guess what is never going away. Yeah, I know. <laughs> It, 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 it's bad here's enough. The, here's, the, here's the other it, bummer. It's bad enough between the three or four things that I've gotten recently that have had those stickers that I sit here and think, man, would these just be better off without? The, the, here's the thing that really sucks: Toy Fair is next month. There's going to be Q and A time. 
I think no matter how much we try to get on social media and prepare every single person in the fandom who possibly could be there at Toy Fair, there's still a good chance that whoever brings up the stickers is going to bring it up in a either they're going to say, oh, it's great, or they're going to try to say that they suck, but fumble the ball. But like want to pull that punch like... You know, you're you're talking to the designer guy. You want to be like, you know, those stickers, they're really not, I mean, the best thing, maybe. I mean, I guess, okay, maybe. Because here's the thing. The stickers suck, and I think it's, it's they suck in a way where it's real difficult to <laughs> to drop it in the right yeah. way. Because when it came to the, to the Chrome, right, on Jetfire, I felt like it was brought up, it was mentioned, and it was brought up enough times in the, in the right way mm-hmm. that that Chrome kind of just went away. Mm-hmm. And I think with the stickers... Because they were so pervasive and not just on the one toy, yeah. like it's I could foresee, and I don't. I'm not trying to defend people being jerks at all, and that's not what I'm saying here. But, but, but like, you I just, see you the, just, the you language just, you just being come messy. from all the way back, and you 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 got to use like your core. You got to use your core when you throw yeah. that right. When you when you and and you no, it's when you, you, you when hit. you throw your when you spear the guy and you go like no no no. If you're, you go if you're, like if all you're, the hatred if you're I have for these stickers is breaking someone, your rib. If you're spearing someone, you got to use your legs. You got to get like the legs and maybe maybe like roll the shoulders into it to get all the power. I just want to say, by the way, but I'm, don't but I'm saying, freaking. But I'm saying, you go for that right cross. Physically assault you gotta, someone that, at a trade that right show. Cross, all that power starts. You got to have your legs just down on the ground. Stickers. And you just got to move the whole core into it, and then only at this the end do you use your idea. arms. This is all a bad idea. Wait, what were Aaron, we talking someone's going to listen to this, and they're going to think we're being serious. Aaron, people thought we were serious when I said helicopters are fake. I just want to throw that, that out that's, there. That's why I took this combat <laughs> training for when I go to Canada next. What? Right. <laughs> no. Anyway, yeah. yeah I'll, also, I'll say it again. If you are a toy fair, because uh, I know... I Plant know, your um, feet first. Chris... Oh. <laughs> no, no. I know I know that Chris XV said this on Twitter as well, and I wanted to signal boost it one more time on here. If you're a Toy Fair, oh my god, if you could like prepare a really good way to go, you know, to drop that statement so you can be one of the voices who does it nicely to say like, "Hey, listen, we I I we we all kind of don't dig these stickers and we're wondering if maybe there's any consideration to move back to to Tampa Somebody Graph somebody needs to open deco. a straw poll right now and just be like, "Look, we took a poll." And they say you're wrong. So, or at least to have the stickers on a sheet where we can be the ones screwing up, putting them on, mm-hmm. so that at least there is that level of ownership yeah. over the crooked like, stickers. I, yeah, I'm I'm the one that put that sticker deep into a joint, so mm-hmm. it all just gums up and trashes yeah. out. Yeah, because a badly done sticker. The reason why they're endearing on older toys is because they were done by yeah. you. That was you who did it. It was my eight year old self uh, screwing those stickers up and. Damn it, I guess I got to live with that kid. Not, And this is all leaving out the part where someone could also say, like, hey, why did you guys put a red paint app on the wings on Starscream and then put a sticker on top of it? That seems yeah. weird. Mm. <laughs> that is a question I hope someone does ask in a nice way, because I'm, I'm baffled at that. <laughs> like, when someone actually showed that and was like, no, there is actually a paint app down here. I'm just like, what? Why? What happened? <laughs> This seems like a factory floor miscommunication. <laughs> we thought about it, and then we changed our minds. Because like if we really want to continue the stickers the talk, I also got myself a leader Optimus Prime. All right, and I saw that you you didn't get crazist, but you had something fun now, happen with those. So, uh... so the the stickers on the short panels on one side, and all the way up at the end on the other, they're both they were like out of the box. You know, first transformation, there's nothing that touches these yet. And they're, like, chewed up, like, 
as they were getting put down, somebody used their thumbnail to scribe across them. Or like pull them back up and put them back yeah. down. And then the the Autobot logos on the shoulders are both cockeyed and nowhere near centered. And didn't you didn't are you the one who had like a badly cut Autobot symbol as well? Uh yes, on uh on uh, Orion Pax. Yeah. And in, in the center of his chest it's it's poorly cut and off center. Like I'm 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 I mod my toys a lot, I admit. Mm-hmm. And so to me, all these problems with die cuts on stickers, I can live with it because if it's on a sheet, I can get a knife out and do a new cut mm-hmm. that evens it out. If it's on Orion Pax's chest, it's done. There's nothing to do because if you pull it off to snip it, you've got to find a new adhesive to put it back on. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't just knife it on the chest. Like it's yeah, it's a bummer. Uh, at least you didn't get crasis though. That was yeah. hilarious. I was no. like, of course, of course, he got the 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 small part of the stripe put on upside down on both sides. Yeah. <laughs> but I I gotta say I am definitely with you in that um, Optimus Prime. I think edges out Rodimus, mm. but having had both of them for a while, they both have their like good points and bad points to the, like I could see getting both of these at the same time. Rodimus would definitely be the also ran. Yeah. But mm-hmm. getting them sep with like a week and a half difference and, and sequence, um, they, they both have their own thing. Like the biggest thing that gets me about Optimus prime as a negative is just the fact that like the way that the arms and everything just hang out and the fact that the right way to transform his arms isn't the way that it's even shown in the instructions. Yeah. Oh yeah. Folding them down. Yeah. Like the, because I saw the slots on like just above the, the hands and I'm like, what, what, what is this for? And I'm sitting yeah. there like in all the other modes messing with it. And then it's in, Oh, in truck mode, you take these and you kind of, tuck them down and it does a decent job of like just hiding the chest plate somewhat but not really and it's okay it's interesting the way that they use the back of his head to be the trailer hitch (coughs) all right but just a whole lot of things that i i don't quite understand also those instructions are how the decision got there like we're, we're back to an era of the instructions are also kind of bunk uh, after that brief what two toy yeah. moment where you, they got a little bit better, <laughs> you've got this giant sheet, <laughs> and then you don't use all of the giant sheet, but you have weird gray like shapes and nonsense around the edge of it to fill out the sheet. I'd rather I would rather a stupid, boring. G1 style sheet of thing to thing to thing to thing in black and white and primary color. Yeah, I and, I, I and, know and, it's and, a bit of a and, and even you know even drop out the words because I know you got to go quadlingual with, with everything now. Just just it's okay to drop out the words, but use like automatopoeia and like graphics of like this goes here whoop, with an arrow rather than. Like held at arm's length, how I'm doing this transformation of pictures because, man, really, yeah. I the thing, the reason I think that I keep ending up harping on instructions is uh, the technology by which to do instructions has only improved exponentially over the decades. Yet mm-hmm. somehow instructions have been getting worse, 
And uh, it, it's irritating uh, because it feels like the instructions are being treated like the throwaway thing that they tend to become, which then leads me to go like, hey, why even uh, why even make them? Why not? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Well, then this also leads me to the thing of like, hey, why not make a YouTube channel and make video instructions, which is one of the easiest things to do. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, just, pr- just print me a nice QR code on the back of that little card you put in with them. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, paper instructions are great if people don't have access to YouTube, although I mentioned that once in this conversation at the toy show on the weekend, and the answer I got was like, yeah, but who doesn't have YouTube? And I was like, that's, a, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, I can I can understand it because as soon as you require some sort of internet connection to get to other things, then, like, I I, I can understand that tipping over point. I mean, th- and that's what's happening with a couple third-party companies right now, where they are just—they're not doing printed instructions anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're just doing a QR code to a video, and there has been some blowback, which blows my mind because uh, I've never met someone who has said, "Man, these third-party instruction sheets that I got with this toy—they're so darn good." It is always <laughs> these are terrible. I can't believe they spent money printing this. So it's like, yeah, so they stopped printing it. Why is this now becoming a problem? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and it's not like it's not like you have with a modern transformer where you have that excuse of well, some people don't have access to the internet. Almost universally, if you have access to a third party transformer, you bought it online. Yeah, you probably yeah. needed the internet to get that. Yeah. So, <laughs> <clears throat> see, and and that to me is a difference. You know, if, if it's something that is a third party, like you might pick it up at a at a convention, but you're probably going to be getting it online. When you're getting to that level of things, like you've done your research and the like, and you, and, and you are going to have that. When it comes to what a kid's getting for his birthday or something, eh, that I can, I can understand why you wouldn't want to do that. Yeah, but at that point also, with the resources a Hasbro would have, and the fact that they're clearly using the CAD program to make the line art for those instruction sheets, I'm like... Mm-hmm. It makes it really inexcusable how bad some of this is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know that's all. Now I'm getting into a conversation I know we've had before, so I'll, I'll stop myself here. Um, Aaron, I'm glad that you, you you feel the way I feel about Optimus. Like yeah. if that Rodimus had come out as Wave One by himself, uh, he would have gotten praised, and then Optimus would have gotten praised as being even better for Wave Two. It just right. blows my mind that Optimus is Wave One. Yeah, and actually, the thing that I've really been enjoying is making transforming orion into the optimus torso and then just like that is a very good like optimus prime bust yeah and uh and and that like taking that bust and just going kashunk and ramming it into the socket mm-hmm. on the man is that satisfying yeah. is it the, not? The, yeah. and then the only one place that i have paint issues is on his matrix of leadership the orange paint bled all over it oh yeah that matrix is real sloppy mm-hmm. uh like the, that is a, like the orange paint on it is a nice color, but it's like it's just gunked on. Yeah. It's just like it's like three paints of like <laughs> testers modeling paint. It's like what what if instead of doing coats, we just put on an inch thick layer and let the rest mm-hmm. run off while it's drying. And then <laughs> but after that, I have a couple things, but I don't know if we want to do the pass the buck around or just have let's, me let's run pass, to the ground. Let's, let's pass the bucket for for a little bit. Uh, TJ, have you got any Transformers uh, this week? Uh, I got my Grimlock. All right. Literally the day after we recorded last. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) That's how it happens. Yep. Love it. Love it. Uh, uh, Grimlock is really nice. 
the robot mode looks spectacular. That's everything I want out of a modern Grimlock uh, Sans a sword. Mm-hmm. That would have been really nice, too. Uh, people have been asking me, since it's my mission in life to hate translucent plastic, what I think of his chest. Uh, I'm concerned. But right now it feels robust enough that it's not much of a bother. I'm more annoyed at the chest because Grimlock didn't have the whole clear chest thing. He just had the little window in the front. And the rest was chrome. I think... I think I think that like for uh for the larger pieces like on Grimlock it's more of like for me a durability thing uh where the paint isn't scratchable now um really? and for that kind of gold paint and for how he transforms like I actually had a moment when I transformed him the first time where I was like oh no I'm going to scratch it and I actually was like oh no wait I can't I actually <laughs> can't scratch it <laughs> so I'm going to grind this part across him a few times uh but I think that's the bigger gain for him uh with that yeah, I just I just mean like it feels like those parts are big enough that it should have just been molded plastic in a in a gold color and then just leave the windows as like a clear attachment. But that's hmm. just just me just being nitpicky about it. Like it's not, besides that, like the robot mode is right. He feels very much like an updated uh Rimlock. Uh The beast mode's interesting. In that it feels like the top half of it came from a deluxe and the bottom half came from a Voyager. Yeah, it's uh I, I found it was a lot nicer looking in person than in those first booth photos. Um not to say it looks great, I just found that like in the booth photos I recall, I could not get over the width of the hips. Mm-hmm. Uh and in person I felt like I could. Yeah, the the hip width is a little bit frustrating for me in person. I think in I think in photos I was more concerned about just how big his tail was because it ah. it doesn't it doesn't have that nice flow since his legs just close together. They don't have that flip over, so it kind of blends into the shape of the old school T Rex. You know, they, yeah. they, just they're just kind of there together, and it's awkward looking. But no, yeah, the hips are enormous, so. Yeah, the the beast mode looks a little bit awkward, so I'm not terribly shocked. It's always one of those things where if you've got three forms, one of them tends to suffer a little bit. Yeah, and I'm I'm still kind of amazed at how his beast mode suffers to make his other modes all kind of just great. Yeah, like like I, I it's weird. It's weird, especially because it's Grimlock. Like, who spent more time in alt mode in G1 than Grimlock? Hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's like we nailed the robot mode and the torso mode. And something about that I kind of like because it's like, you know what? I think a lot of people would have spent all their time making the dinosaur mode look the best. And uh, a, it's, it's fresh, you know? In a way, <laughs> in a way, I get it because you're doing the combining thing with Dinobots, which is not something Dinobots typically do. So you have to make sure it comes out good. Yeah. So, okay, if I'm going to create this torso for this long-awaited and speculated Dinobot combiner, I got to make sure it actually works, and it holds together, and it actually looks nice. You know, and that was the mode where, in pictures, I was kind of cringy a little bit. In practice, yeah, I'm way more into it. Yeah, I uh, I think that the like it definitely requires the extra hands on the flanks. Yes. Um, 
And I think that it again, going back to the instructions, it's insane that the one thing the instructions tell you to do with the spare hands is to put them on the heels. It's like unless I'm, <laughs> unless I'm misremembering, maybe it did mention the flanks. I remember seeing an actual picture for the heels, and I was like, "Why would you highlight this? Like, this is the least necessary part <laughs> of this whole thing." So no, what you got to uh, do is you got to buy two more sets of limbs, so you have two extra hands, so you can have a set on the heels and a set to fill in the torso. What if you get the perfect effect set of hands and feet, so you can then have this extra spare hands, and then but then you're switching the feet off, but it's it's worth it because for a split second. Those feet had extra heels. What if you take the extra feet after you have that and you use them as other weapons so that then you have a big, like, capture cloth thing at the end of the back of the feet things because, you know, the perfect right. effect is going to come with extra hands anyway. So you're going to end up with, like, 18 extra hands. Yeah. They should put us in charge. Yeah. Um, we totally, TJ, have you tried? we totally wouldn't run this franchise into the ground. <laughs> nope, we would run it into the into the, the the Earth's core where it would come out the other side and be even better. Uh, TJ, did you try making a, a full like combiner with the torso yet? Um, no, yeah, I put it to, I put it to torso mode, but my Dinobots are a little bit scattered right now, as in I'm not entirely sure where I put their hands. I get you. I get you. <laughs> so uh, no, I have not tried it just yeah i do have a couple of uh spare combiner limbs that'll end up being the legs so I, I do have to throw that together but like i tried out the torso mode itself and i was pleasantly surprised just how well it holds together and how good it looks in person yeah like it's got it's got its problems but i i would you know it could have gone way worse it's, oh yeah it's become the new it's become the new um for for random um forum and facebook post reading in the comment sections it's become the new windblade for me where it's like it seems like a lot of folks just want to go out of their way to go like this torso mode is garbage this is uh the worst garbage a hot disgrace it looks like vomit um and i'm just like eventually i'm like i feel like you guys only ever looked at the toy fair photos <laughs> and like never caught up with the part where they made the figure but yeah, it doesn't look. It, it can look bad, but it, I don't think it looks any worse than a lot of the photos of Menasaur uh, that that were out there. Um, well, congrats, TJ. You got the good Voyager. Mm-hmm. You know, speaking I, of I, stuff that maybe I, is a little bit vomit. I, I, <laughs> I, I keep I keep having opportunities for Starscream. I haven't bitten on any of them yet. You don't have to. He's gonna. Be, he's already a shelf warmer in Canada. He will be around for a good long time. Oh, oh, I, uh, I, I, uh, I saw my Walmart finally got power of the primes in today. Uh, a lot of stuff was cleared out. That made me happy to see that it was actively getting purchased. Uh, mm-hmm. Starscream was not among them. Yeah, I think it says something um, that Starscream. Like, it's one thing that you know fans might not like it. I think it's another thing that like. If I recall correctly, someone said that maybe in Canada, uh, there was a brief period where Starscream's specific code was put on sale for a couple days, um, which means he's just stinking it up. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, well, welcome, uh, welcome to Grimlock Town. Um, I'm just gonna grab the ball for a sec uh, to talk about uh, the fact that I don't remember how much I talked about. Uh, fans projects snarl pinchar because uh, i got the diaclone version some time ago uh, at the toy show i got a hold of pinchar retail versions little transforming weapon buddy uh lepida um i'm gonna find you guys a picture of him actually because this is the best of the little melee buddies uh that they did for these dino bots which is you know hopefully that's the case since it's the last one but uh 
this little guy is like next level in that he just he comes off looking like a Gundam at times. Um, let's see, I can find you a photo of his uh, weapon mode, but he he basically comes packaged in sword mode, and he is a uh, this is a small picture, whatever. Small picture better he, than he, none. Come on, he is a big ass, a big ass red sword. Um, I'll just use a product page because that's the first thing I found. That's help. I wanted to push chat. There we go. Uh, the entire blade of his sword mode then just sticks onto his arm in his little robot mode. <laughs> and then he's got a shield on the other arm. So he, he just looks like a knight. Like he's got a, a giant lance spear blade that's the size of his body. But then the topper is he's got little wings on his shoulders. Uh, and he's totally got Gundam feet. So this little, this little partner figure is just excellent. Um the uh, the snarl figure I think I might have talked about when I got the Diaclone one like it's uh, it's 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 pretty darn solid it's uh, very straightforward to transform it doesn't have a lot of parts collision the way that some of the like some of the other ones like Kubrar had um, and I uh, I mean I briefly had the retail version uh, I just am not interested in the color scheme for these guys I want the Diaclone ones only and I want the retail weapons uh, actually at the toy show what I did is I went and bought uh, the retail one off of uh, Madhouse Eric uh, took the weapons out took $25 off the price that I paid and then put mm. it on my table. Uh, and it sold. Because <laughs> I was willing to pay 25 bucks for the weapon. So uh, I even put on the sign, I'm like, toy is unused. I just pillaged the weapon. And then someone was very excited to get that toy for a big discount because they didn't want the weapon anyway. So I was like, all right, mission accomplished. Um, and that, that's kind of my only, like, my, my most on-topic what I got, because I'm, I'm treating Unrustables as an off-topic, since they are their own intellectual property. Okay. Um, but uh, it's coming back to you, Aaron. Uh, were there any other Transformers <clears throat> that you got nope. this week? All right, because I just, I just nullified one, didn't I? Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, TJ, how about you? Any other uh, Transformers this week? <laughs> uh, I did uh, rescue a few from Clearance Isles recently. Mm-hmm. So, uh... The Voyager Last Night Megatron. That's a very good toy. Uh, yes, uh, better than the leader one who I act who uh I had previously bought. Yeah, I uh, I got did I, I must have talked about getting the leader one. Um, thanks to one of the uh, the listeners. Um, but yeah, uh, you you ha- I, I for some reason thought you'd had Voyager Megatron this whole time. No, no, like. Remember, this is me that is like actively avoiding movie toys unless I hear they're really, really good. I heard that this toy was really, really good. So okay, mm. okay, I'm convinced. I try it out, and yeah, it is. It is a very nice toy. Uh, still, like I, I, I do like how the leader class and the Voyager both have very different schemes to the transformations. So they mm. both feel very. It, 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 I, I, I don't feel like I've gotten the. I don't feel like I've gotten a repeat or just like a cheap and down version of the leader. I feel like I've got two very worthwhile toys in and of themselves. Yeah. Uh, I, I found the name. It's uh, Prime135, who uh, sourced me a real good price in that leader, Megatron, uh, who at that price is fine. But yeah, he's not as good as the Voyager one. Yeah. Um, TJ, we got to get you a Ren Sora now. You got to get the uh, the upscale knockoff that improved a whole bunch of the joints on the Voyager and made him the size of a big leader. Yeah, because there's also there's a an articulated hand kit for that that just came out, which looks great. I, I got I haven't installed them yet, but they uh, 
people are just kitting out that that knockoff and he's turning into like this pseudo masterpiece movie five Megatron toy. <laughs> I, I've heard about the knockoff. I just don't want to invest that much in a character design. I'm not totally into. Yeah, I can see that. Like this was just like, OK, this was like 15 bucks. And for 15 bucks, I'm very, very happy with him. Oh, for sure. Uh, that's that that Megatron toy. Like I, I would, I would say anyone who sees it on clearance who kind of passed on it for the movie verse thing. Like if fifteen dollars is not a, an amount to you to worry about, he is a very good transforming robot toy. Um, uh, recommended. Uh, beyond that, the one I got today, which was Titans Return Breakaway, slash Getaway. Mm-hmm. Who I had previously had because I bought a case assortment from Big Bad, and I was like, "Oh, it's just a boring little repaint of Chrome uh, Dome." I don't really feel like owning that, so off to eBay he went. You know, and then James Roberts made him just this delightful worm of a character in the Mutineer trilogy, and I'm like, you know what, you know what? Now, now I kind of feel like he needs a place. So, for ten bucks, pretty good rescue. Like, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I would call that toy the definition of a slot filler. <laughs> uh, yeah, in that nothing about him is probably all that exciting, <laughs> other than the fact that he has that name on the box. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, we'll be, well, we, we will admit, like Titans Return did so many really clever toys later on that this does remind me. Oh, right, Wave One. He is very basic. He's solid toy, but very basic in how he works and how he's engineered. And yeah, it's kind of a more dull color scheme than Chrome Dome. So this is one of those cases where it's like it's a prime knockout situation where I'm not into the toy as it is, but I love the character so much that I need to have a representation. Yeah. And, uh, and sadly, I don't feel like we've got any other getaways coming down the pipes Probably from anywhere. Not. Uh, Probably not. So. That's the bad thing about how good IDW writes some of these characters who got no attention before. That they're also those characters who have next to no chance of a brand new toy, or certainly not one designed to be them. Yeah, and... Like, I'm sure at some point, like, Getaway is probably on a list somewhere, at least at Mastermind Creations, for a higher-end, you know, more comic-accurate third-party figure. But I, I doubt it'll be any time in the next year. Like, it would probably be two years away tops, mm-hmm. uh, or, you know, at the least. Um, any any other rescues from the clearance aisle? Uh, nope. That was as many as I could rescue. They had, like, six Titans Return Megatrons. So it just felt bad, because that's a really, really good toy. Yeah, I, I actually like that toy a lot. Uh, surprisingly, like given how you know Blitzwing is kind of d- doing a lot of his game a little bit a little bit better visually, like that Megatron is just fun mm-hmm. uh, and in and, and really good colors, um, like just a very nice gray. Yeah, uh, I mean that that toy is definitely designed to be Blitzwing. Of course it is, but there's just something about how it's molded and engineered. It also it does do a really good job as Megatron. And I love the uh, the Megatron chest piece uh, yeah. for that for his version. Like it's yeah, it's great. Um, well, uh, then uh, Aaron, let's let's bridge the gap to off topic uh, and talk about the, the the thing that I nullified for you there. Okay. So it sounds like we both got the uh, unrestable bastards. Yep. Uh, <laughs> at the toy show this weekend, the other thing I bought was the Specter Rogues white version because I wanted Specter General. Okay. Um. 
It's, it's good. Uh, I actually think I, I like that version a bit more. The, the Spectre although, Turbo version? Yeah, uh, mo- mostly for the head sculpts and the accessories. Uh, I think that they're hitting me a little bit better, but certainly it's not like a categorically like, this is better, because okay. you got to be cool with the stark white color scheme. Um, if you're not, then you know, you're going to get more color division and, and dynamic balance off of the regular one. Yeah, so I've, I've transformed um, this motorcycle rider combo back and forth a couple times. Um, I wish, uh, like some of my, my wishes are, it seems like it's a little bit loose in places that is, is it the ball socket shoulders, the the ball socket shoulders a little bit. And it wants to bend more at, like it was in my second time messing around with it that I realized that the knee joint wasn't supposed to be the wheel. Oh yeah, <laughs> but the way that that joint works is much looser than the the knee that's just above the wheel, and they're just so that a that couple other things that are just a, a little bit off like that that I'm I'm not sure how I feel, you know. That that thing with the knee and the wheel uh, hinge, I that's like it on one of the legs on my Spectre General, where one of the and it's not like huge. It's just like one yeah. of those te- the the wheel tends to move before the knee. On my uh, Bastards version, um, I actually have it's the opposite for me. Like the knee joint, they're but they're both tight, and the real knee joint moves before the wheel when I move. Like grab okay. him by the foot and move him. Yeah, no, it's so it might that might just be like mine's a, like a tolerance a, thing, like a. 6535 where it's it's not like one of them is just completely locked up but it's it's enough that it's just yeah. like eh. and, so just, and after after i realized it was there it's a matter of i just hold it a little bit differently to force that other one to move that other joint to move I'm, I'm just looking and i'm wondering i haven't tried popping the screw cap off of the wheel screw for that mm-hmm. hinge I'm wondering if it would just be a case of like you know quarter or half turning yeah. the hidden screw yeah, poss- uh, to the left, possibly. And then it's just a few other things like we were talking beforehand. Like I really wish that the head wasn't like you had to unscrew it in order to to swap out the heads. Yeah, uh, for the motorcycle. And there, yeah, there's just that and, uh, a few things here uh, and there that like. There's a lot of panels that a lot of things that move around that are like questionable. Like why? Why does like the the canisters on the backs of the arms? Those are cool, but like why? Oh, it's it's good. Well, they have two orientations, right? Like right. For, for the two modes, right? And I think it's also for if you have um, you know multiples of these guys. That's one another way to, to differentiate, to differentiate them, them, them. Is like yeah. You have one with them folded back, or the the, the thing that uh, I, I mentioned that I think you agreed with, uh, which I I think could be tooled in on this set is just to add more hard points for the weapons. Mm-hmm. Um, the the there's little ball socket connected forearm pads that I think could be swapped out for a different ball socket connected forearm pad that has pegs and peg holes or clips on it. Yeah. Um, and I would say the same thing about the Cassie Sark thigh, arm, uh, thigh armor. Like the you know those two plates. Oh yeah, those two. I, um, the the like my second time messing with it, those two plates just were entirely in the way every time. I feel like those plates could at least be retooled to have a clip on them mm-hmm. uh, that would be a hundred percent suitable, and I think would also justify them a little bit more. Right. Um. 
Because, yeah, like, there's, there's a reason why I'm calling them the Cassie Sark plates, because yeah. it's like, it's those things that are on Hexatron. And then it's just like, uh, I wish that there were pegs for the rider's feet. Yeah, or, or, yeah. Or somewhere, they're, they're... somewhere to put them, be they, like, up high or, you know, I mean, it sits relatively naturally with his feet flat on, like, the running boards, but it'd be nice if it had a peg or something to just... Well, the, the idea in. is that the 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 stomach piece has the two those two tabs which are supposed to basically slot in to the the gap on the back of the rider feet. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing is, it's a tab that's going into a, basically a ball socket uh, channel, right? So it holds them in there; it just doesn't lock them in there. Right. And I yeah, I, w- I was hoping that there would be more of because you know how there's that really nice tab slot on the rider's um, like shins going onto the thighs. Mm-hmm. Uh, something like that for the feet, I think, would be great um, on maybe a potential tooling update at some point. Yeah. And then it's just a bunch of fidget and the fact that, like, again, talking about uh, instructions only being online, like, transforming him back and forth, I forgot that you had to, like, turn the large robot mode head around in order to get the, like, the windshield part to collapse down better. Hmm. And there's just a a bunch of little things like that that I would have liked some sort of physical reference more so than what they provide. And the fact that, like, it was supposed to come with a QR code and mine didn't have a QR code. So the the QR code wasn't in my Kickstarter one, um, but it's a – so you know how you had a badge in yours? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, instead of in the white one I got that was, like, you know, more normal, instead of the badge was the sheet with the QR code on it. Okay. So I think something happened in packaging where they thought it was one or the other. Um, cause, uh, so I think that the, the main thing is that the box photos are all very dim photos from, like, early on in the Kickstarter. Right. And I think if the box photos were brighter, cleaner, and fresher, that would have added the extra bits of visual reference where you could go like, okay, I'm going to look at the box photo. Oh, that's where the head is. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, but... Yeah, because of the, like, disassembly required to swap out heads, I've not touched any of that. I've only played a little bit with the weapons. I did dig the two-armed, like, underslung chainsaw, though. That was yeah. The uh, The tabs on the handles for the weapons are excellent. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm really happy that that was... Because that was one of the later additions that caused one of the later delays. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it was a very good decision to delay the things to put that in because originally it seems they were just going to rely on the finger hinges to hold the weapons. And like, that would have been a disaster. Right. Uh, Yeah. I'm uh, like with, with Spectre general, he comes. So all the weapons on the Spectre rogues version are different. uh, And they're a lot more melee oriented, Mm -hmm. Um, but I, I really like them. And then the, the rider figure comes with he comes with instead of two pistols he comes with like two shotguns but then he also comes with a straight up friggin scythe mm. um did you see the the pictures i put up on I uh, twitter i have not i will go grab those while i'm talking uh but yeah the the weapons package on the white version plus the head sculpts for specter general where the rider has like a skull like mouth and then the uh the bigger figure has this kind of like uh like it kind of reminds me of Immortan Joe a little bit <laughs> okay. from uh, from Fury Road, but he's got like a clear dome over a kind of angry looking pair of eyes and then like a mouth grill. Um, the only bummer on that is like I feel like the eyes, the eyes are not painted. They're just they're sh- they're shaded in by the sculpt and the dome over top. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this link should take you to the Twitter thread of all my photos. 
Um, in the in the artwork, they're purple, and so I, I disassembled that head. And if you un if you remove the screw to pull the faceplate off, the smoky dome comes off very easily. Uh, and so it's not hard to put labels in there for the eyes or paint them. Uh, just that is finally because you know it's been argued about how much paint is on these. That is the one paint app that I feel is critically missing. Yeah, um, that's I think the one thing that. I was like disappointed between Kickstarter and this is it seems like a lot of the the paint character that I seem to remember on the Kickstarter just vanished. And and so I know the, that that's a thing that happens with uh Kickstarters and the like. The 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 case I saw made that I really agreed with uh cuz obviously yeah like the in the Kickstarter it was a hand painted test shot. Mm-hmm. Uh so it wasn't just shaded it was even highlighted. Um the thing that is missing that is only present in some of the faceplates is that really bright green. And I think that that bright green should have had one or two key spots on the body of the, the bike robot as mm-hmm. well. Um, the canisters, I feel like, should probably have gotten that bright green in the center strip. Uh, and I think that that bright green would have had a place... <laughs> On one or two, just like highlight spots on the limbs. Yeah, I, just to add those little pops. Yeah, but I could that that sort of touch up. I think would have gone a long way to at least making it stand out more. Yeah, and not not a ton of it. Just like at tops, maybe four or five applications in very small places. Mm-hmm. Uh, even two or three, I think would have yeah, been fine. Okay, so I'm back to the to the Kickstarter, and yeah, there's. Man, that might be just what a bunch of it is. Like the metallic look on the writer robot. A little bit of like a metallic. It's even stuff like the mirrors, the the body of some of the mirror or the the arms of it. And then, yeah, that those little splashes of green and lines of black. Yeah, because I I mean, I've seen the comments that like the figure looks unpainted and it's like it's deceptively painted in yeah. that like the mirrors well, are all painted uh the, and the dashboard is a a, a multi uh, application tampograph right um and there there's there's spots of orange paint even which are it's easy to think that all the orange is plastic color right um uh, but there are a few spots of orange paint as well and so like there there's a decent amount of paint on the figure for the price point and the size and i i I was telling someone else this like i wouldn't have wanted them to try to do an ink wash at the factory because i think that the margin of error on that is colossal and it would have driven the price of the figure up at least 30 bucks in my opinion Mm -hmm. um but yeah like some like that green you know the green you can see it on the on the faceplate right like the alternate heads mm-hmm. uh it's in the eyes and everything and on the faceplate for the younger guy that green is only is like confined to alternate faces and i think that's the the big problem um that that green should have been somewhere else on the actual body cuz that that green brings the figure to life and unifies the orange and black uh in a lot of ways i think i'm nodding along at this point sorry yeah yeah that's right that's right you are uh <laughs> but yeah uh specter general I'm, I'm really like specter general also has an alternate face to be like you know just a specter rogues goon uh it's the binoculars face plate with like purple paint apps all over it and i get what they're going for but it's super like aesthetically doesn't really click for me especially given how amazing i think specter general's head sculpt is like that's the head sculpt of the line for mm-hmm. me that it's so well done um, and I also, I also like his variation on the chainsaw where his is like a, a, a band, not a bandsaw, a buzzsaw, like a circular saw. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the scythe, though, like just friggin' look at those photos. Of the little guy with the scythe, like that 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 little figure with a long melee weapon, adds the one extra thing where I was like, like I like the I like the rider figure a lot already. But then you give him a big signature melee weapon, and I'm like, yeah, now I also just get it. I get this figure. Because um, the basic version only really has a pair of little pistols to play with, and that's fine. But that scythe opens up so many more ideas for me for posing. Um, I'm very happy with it. Uh, any other any other unrustables thoughts you wanted to drop? Not terribly. Um, have you have you looked at the the polls or whatever for the Yamazukis? No, I haven't. Uh, yeah, they got uh, they're polling for color options for that Kickstarter. Um, the one where they are in uh, Ninja Turtle color schemes is one of the ones that's winning, and uh, that seems All like right. that was gonna happen. But it also is bumming me out a bit because I'm like, that one's almost too obvious. <laughs> but then so the other two color schemes that are winning are both ones I like. So whatever. Um, TJ, what about you? let's let's go over to you for a sec here, off topically. What's uh, what's something you picked up? Uh, figure arts Takeshi Hongo, otherwise known oh, as oh, I the, got that. <laughs> otherwise known as the human version of the original Common Rider. Yeah, did you uh, pick up the Shinkocho Rider one as well, or or uh, did you just pick up Takeshi? I actually didn't pick up uh, the new Rider one. I still have the original. All right. I think that puts you in a rare position, because I think a lot of folks... That was like an unofficial two-pack for a lot of folks. <laughs> well, it helps they included a accessory piece just for having both of them, but... Yeah. But no, this I, I also me... think that, that Takeshi is like way more of an impressive figure well, between well, the two. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... I mean, I'm so happy Bandai got better sculpting, like, human faces on these figure arts. Hmm. Yeah, because he looks awesome. Like... That that face printing technique, I'm I'm just happy that that has made its way out of their movie tie-in stuff. Yeah. Um, like, it's it's not, not just Takeshi, like, they also did, you know, Dan Moroboshi and they did the Gavan guy, whose name I always forget. Um... But yeah, like um, it, it's just that in the hair. Like they got the hair. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's just a lot of intricate sculpting in there. No, like he was surprisingly nice how he came out. I, I this is the kind of thing where I co- I go in with a little bit of trepidation because I know them for armor and riders and uh, colorful motorcycle helmets. Not yeah. so much. Yeah, you know, like I I don't go into the Marvel uh, SH figure arts. So I, I haven't had any experience with their more realistic designs. So no, I, I'm happy to see. I'm happy to see how well it came out. Yeah, I I just hope that they do some more uh, human rider characters. Oh yeah. Now now that they've gotten the face printing technique going on, like like the the number of people I assume like it's got to be the number of people who would throw down money if they said we're doing a two-pack of Philip and Shotaro from Kamen Rider Double. Oh, good lord. Like, you know, how that has to be on, at least in on, in development somewhere as a test thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. God, they, if, if that would take off, that would go over... There's so many I would think of. 
The only thing I can think of standing in the way is I don't know the nature of likeness rights when it comes to Kamen Rider as a franchise or even right. Japan. Right. You know, like, I'm sure, like, if they were like, hey, we're going to do um, the original Kuga, like, Joe Odagiri might go like, yeah, I don't want you to, you know, like, um, or, you know, there are a lot of very reasonable personal reasons why someone might not want mm-hmm. a little action figure made of their own face. Um, oh, yeah, I've encountered a few. Yeah. <laughs> Like, also, I literally for know people a guy. Who are, also, like, people who are now passed away, like, what if they want to do human form stronger, right? Uh, that was the like, first one I thought of. Like, I would love just Shigeru Joe with the, the denim jacket and the big S on his on, on his undershirt, because he's so yeah. good at hiding his identity. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but then, like, yeah, the, how does that work with, like, you know, his estate, his his surviving family? Like, right. I don't understand how that works in Japan at all, so... I'm not I'm trying not to get my hopes up, but also my hopes are kind of up. I mean, I assume they license the image of the character or the character that they portray is considered like their own intellectual property, even though it looks like you. I, like, I'm I, just I, not I, sure, because even for the film, like especially for the series that were decades ago, right? Like, did those rights lapse ever? Uh do those rights apply to new, newly designed physical merchandise? Yeah. Or is it just, like, like stock photos? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I don't know the legal side of this. It's mumbo-jumbo to me. And there's also the question of, like, are these human form figures that were not Tamashi Web exclusives selling well? You know, are they are they justifying doing more? Like, I have no idea. Um... I hope they are, but I I, I wouldn't know. <laughs> I'll tell you what, what. Now my mission right now is I need an SH Figure Arts Ryu, and I need to head swap these two. Like yeah. I need that super <laughs> super buff Sega Tasanshiro. Like a different skin tone, even. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you though. That that is like yeah. You know they have they they have an SH Figure Arts dude in a gi. So yeah, you gotta you gotta yeah. put the two together. Absolutely. I, my only thing is, I would say that the Hongo Takeshi figure, his face might be a little too young. I was going to say, Sanchiro. Sega Tasanshiro about <laughs> 30 years younger. Yeah, because, like, Sega Tasanshiro is when he started to enter, like, uh, Fujioka Phase 2. When, you know, his his face started to turn into older Fujioka. Because he, he's only really had two stages in life. The 70s and then the 90s onwards. He's had the same body and the same face. Because <laughs> the dude's a friggin' Highlander. Because uh, also, like, you know, a bad way to backdoor it is what if they did, like, okay, here's Hongo Takeshi from uh, the Heisei films that he appeared in, you know? Like, right. that would be kind of cool, because then you, you could head swap him onto the uh, the, the the thicker Rider one mm-hmm. uh, from that ghost movie. Um, I, think, I think my only problem with the figure is I found his um, bell bottoms kind of got in the way of being able to use the ankle joints as well as I would have liked. Because they're hard-sculpted bell bottoms. Right, right. At the, at the same time, I, I I have to respect the choice of bell bottoms. Oh, absolutely. Like it's And, and you know, the pointy 70s shoes. Like, they gave them the right, the right clothing. Yeah. <laughs> you can't fault that. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that figure is, is cool. And, and from what I can tell, like, you know, going... If you take Mandarake as an example at all of the aftermarket, it seems like 
Takeshi Hongo and Shinkocho Seho Rider One, like they're floating around, but they are moving pretty fast right now, uh, and they're not dipping down in price either. Yeah, which which is good to see. Like I, I'm happy that they're, I, I am happy that they're finding audience. Yeah, because uh, I think Dan Muraboshi Ultra Seven, that human form figure, seems to kind of be kicking around on Mandarake. Last I checked. Yeah. Well, what made me worry was the first time they tried this was Hana from Deno, and that figure went nowhere. Sorry, you said Hana from Deno, and like literally the police siren got louder. <laughs> it's still very uh, loud. Yeah, it's getting louder still. I think it's an ambulance, actually. It's not a police siren. Um, yeah, well, Hana, Hana from Deno is also like... <laughs> Like that was one of the figures that I think made them go like we need to learn how to do face scan technology. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, then, and, then, and then before that, they they were like, no, wait, let's do the Avengers from Age of Ultron. Maybe we can do them. And then they came out looking like the anime Avengers. So it was like, okay, we got we got to do this face scan technology. <laughs> uh, man, that Hana figure is just. I've never actually owned one. That's one of the few figure arts I just Nobody was like, has. no, I shouldn't. <laughs> like, well, there's a lot of them around, so if you want to... There's a lot of them around. Like, it's not a it's not a collector's item by any means. Speaking of, that reminds me, at the toy show, someone said, hey, I saw a guy had uh, figure arts Master Asia for 15 Canadian dollars in the dealer room. Should I buy it? And I was like, I was like, my friend, $15 for an SH figure arts. You should, if you like the character, just do it. Like, what are you going to do? Try to haggle the guy down to 10 Canadian dollars? Yeah. That's just mean. Um, but the story of Master Asia continues. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, Gratz, that's a that's a good fig arts. Um, let's bounce over uh, back to Aaron. Aaron, was there any other off-topic stuff you got this week? Uh, I did also manage to get a Super Nintendo Mini. Ooh. Classic. Or classic, yes. Oh, hey, speaking of the dealer room... <laughs> Someone yeah. in the dealer room had a stack of four of those for 165 Canadian apiece, and I think That's... someone, I think someone even bought one, and that disappointed me. Yeah, that I I got mine just at Target for retail, mm-hmm. and I like started a game on all of the games that I had on the Super Nintendo just to go through like that very first beginning part and just be like, oh. That's right. Okay, that's good. Oh, wow, this really didn't age well. <laughs> okay, well, I'll do that. And, like, Mario was the one that I sat there and I just kept playing. I'm like, okay, I thought you Mar- Mario. Mar- Mario's, Mario's good. Like, Aaron Star turns Fox. On, Aaron turns on Mario <clears throat> Mario World, one of the greatest games ever made. like, no, this didn't age well. It's what I thought you were about <laughs> yeah. to say. No, no, it was, um, like, Star Fox really didn't age oh, well. Oh, Star Fox. That age is like milk. That is not. Yeah. A, that is not a good game it, to go back. It was and look done at. just like after four about a minutes, month. <laughs> about four minutes outside of the fridge, and it's all well, curled. That, that's why. Um, that's why Star Fox Two got canned because like there's PlayStation now and coming out with N sixty four and you know this. Yeah, this literally looks like origami. But so that's. Um, I played enough of Star Fox One to unlock Star Fox Two, and I've not started Star Fox Two because, like, um. You need you a break. I'm, I'm 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 afraid of that. But no, hit like Final Fantasy three and played through um, into um, where you get to the castle, 
on on three in a little bit and i was like okay all of that's just how i remember it to the point of like when hitting music like hitting menu items during certain music stuff it drops out like a channel of music Mm -hmm. like just the weird way that the super nintendo ran things and it just like plunked things out and i was like Man, they did such a great job of emulating the Super Nintendo. It also craps out where the Super Nintendo crapped out. Okay, cool. <laughs> I mean, that's that's that is accuracy that is necessary for a number of things. Um, I believe, including speed runs. Uh, some speed runs are very much based on those lag moments. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Gratz, Gratz, you managed to find that thing without having to uh, to pay some scummy person. Yeah, uh, and it was definitely something where I, you know, Alfie had said a couple times, like, oh, they've got one here. I'm like, no, I don't need it. I don't need it. And then when I was there and saw what they had, I was like, oh, crap. I think that's what it was always meant um, to be, is it's a thing that you, you stumble upon and pick it up. Because I, I was talking about this with some folks at the toy show, like people who mm-hmm. camped out pre-order pages. How many folks have shared the story where they're like, yeah, I got it. And then it showed, showed up in the mail and then I put it in my, my closet and I kind of forgot about it. Because, like, yeah. the whole adventure was just getting it. Right. Um, because of that stupid, you know, just the way that the thing released. Uh, but congratulations. Yeah. Um, I had something uh, show up that I that I'd been waiting for for months. It's a box I paid for at the beginning of December from AmiAmi. Uh, it, it took nine days to go from Japan to the west coast of Canada. It then sat in the west coast of Canada for about a month. Were, that part you, I was... Were you, were you in the west coast of Canada no. at the time it was on the west coast of Canada? Nope. You weren't, like, trying to meet it up or something there? No, it was just chilling out in customs. Hmm. Uh, and I thought... So so that month, right? I thought, you know what? It is Christmas time. Canada Post is overwhelmed with packages. I can understand this package sitting there. That That's just luck of the draw. Uh, about a month later, it says it has cleared customs and has moved on for processing. I'm like, great. Then like two weeks pass by. And so I'm like, all right, listen, unless you have it strapped to the back of a very eager and small dog, I don't understand how it's taking two weeks for you to get this package from BC to Ontario. And I'm kind of getting mad. Uh, anyway, 19, I think days later today, it showed up finally 18 days later. It, uh, it showed up at my door. Uh, so finally, that long, terrible saga is over. And I have Sodo Common Rider Build Wave 3 and the five packs of mechanical chain bases that caused the parcel to be a big one in the first place. Uh, Sodo Build uh, 3. I'm going to th- throw the names out. It's a candy toy line for the current Common Rider series. It's one I adore. Started with the last Common Rider series. It, it is some of the best Common Rider figures uh, ever made. In that, as a series, they're hitting every single suit, and the toys are just posable enough to be fun. And they're GI Joe size, uh, and you don't have to wait. You don't have to go through web exclusives for most of them. They're just they're just coming out. I can go on about Soto for a while. I won't. But uh, Wave Three is just a good wave. Uh, it gives you uh, two half bodies to finish off uh, Lion Cleaner and Fire Hedgehog. Uh, it gives you Key Dragon, it gives you uh, Craws, uh, and it gives you Bloodstark. It's just it's a lot of good Common Rider. Um, I'm not going to give any context for those names, so if you don't know what I'm talking about, then uh, hopefully those names were fun to listen to. Um, and I haven't even opened up those mechan- mechanical chain-based pieces, but uh, 
It's just it's just to fill, it's it's to add new parts to my old ones really and it, and it was all supposed to be here a month ago and it man that really sucked that really sucked but uh, it's all over now I'm on the other side TJ uh, I'm on the other side have you got any other off topic stuff to talk about uh, last thing I really have that I can talk is I finally put together my brick bank hey. I have nowhere for it to go. Yep, but, that's yeah, that's that's, that's how me and Lego go. right now. <laughs> yep, my longest right, shelf I'm, is I'm clearing out. I'm clearing out a shelf so that I can get them off of the back porch because UV, and I have a diner on order so that I could get the 60th anniversary Lego I, set. I want that 60th set. I just can't. I I can't afford the diner just yet. I should well, probably got, get that 60th got like, set. You've got like two weeks in order to uh, to buy it. To, I, to, I, I, I think it's a hundred or one hundred and twenty-five dollars. One twenty-five. I got. I haven't bought Lego up. in a while, but maybe, maybe I should. Maybe I should try to grab that thing because it's that it does look kind of cool. That 60th set. Mm-hmm. Oh man, I put. Uh, I actually recently put a whole ton of my Lego into storage because it had nowhere to go, and so I figured I don't want to get rid of it, but. It has nowhere to go, so it'll live here for now. Um, how's the how's the brick bank though? Like in person, built and all of that. Uh, in person, it is it is a nice set. There's a lot of really cool detail in there. I love using like uh, the Nexo Knight shields. I think it is get used as like floor tiling. So you create mm-hmm. which you create diagonal shapes and lines in Lego, which is foreign to me. But it's cool to see. It's not. It's not terribly common. No. No. Uh, I love little bits of irony that go into the set, like the fact that all the bricks on the outside first level are all just grayed out. Uh, the the ones that you normally use for like the gold bricks. Hmm. Uh, it's 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 a nice little uh, workaround. I like. I like that since it's a bank, they didn't they left you with pretty much anything you'd want to do at with a bank as a playset, you know, you know, the laundromat next door is not an accidental choice. You can just send money through one of the washers directly into the vault, which is you're laundering money. I get, I get it. I got that joke. (laughs) I do get it. I'm just being contrarian. (laughs) And I love, we know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I also love the air chute that goes all the way down to the vault as well. So you you can actually, mm-hmm. I love that. I love that the girl you build to take photos of like the prize winner with the giant novelty check is actually casing the mm-hmm. joint. Mm-hmm. That's great. That's that's a really cool little bit of character to a little Lego person. I wouldn't expect. Uh, yeah, it's just all, it's just a really fun build. Like, there's a lot of elements to it that I had more fun with than your standard ones, you know, building up, uh, you know, bu- you know, building up columns and things. I don't know why, but, like, building up columns and window sets are more satisfying to me. Like, like when I'm putting together a Lego set that's, like, a robot and I have to build up one arm and then, oh, I have to build up the other arm, it's the exact same piece, I get kind of kind of frustrated and bored with it but there's something about just how much i'm creating for the look that keeps me engaged when i do it for a modular 
I have a question because I haven't asked this for a little while, so I want to know what the current state is. Well, if one was to just get a modular today, uh, what modular should one aim at because it might be gone soon? Mm. Let me go and look and see what the... Yeah, uh, my go-to answer used to be the cinema, but I think that's gone now. Yeah, I'm just asking because, like, I know that we had this conversation, like, I think a year or two Cinema ago. Cinema is now out of stock, so I think the next one to go would be the detective's office or the Parisian restaurant. Parisian restaurant's older. I think it's the Parisian restaurant's it? the older one, yeah. Yeah. It has it has a lower uh, set number. Yeah. That's 10243 versus 10246 for the detective's office and 10251 for the brick bank. I missed out on the Palace Cinema, but I think the fact that I almost bought it and didn't many times sh- it should just tell me the fact that I probably was never going to pick it up. Uh, I don't know what to do about modulars. I like the idea of them. It is it is a size and space commitment. There are other yeah. sets that are similarly priced that are a lot more compact because you're not doing like as many layers of stuff. Yeah, and I and I feel no. like like I, I have a modular that I bought two years ago that I still haven't opened, <laughs> and I, I'd like to. Um, I just don't have a place to put it, and I, I wanted to get the experience of building a modular, mm-hmm. but I, I don't but feel like I need them all. It, it also, I mean, all of them are at like a price breakover point that gets pretty, that gets into where you start just like expanding like crazy, you know? Because yeah. also, mm-hmm. <clears throat> also in the creator expert size line is you know you've got. Taj Mahal, Big Ben, Tower Bridge that just become huge. Yeah. Um, we've I've got a Tower Bridge and it covers like a wide table in here. Uh, Big Ben would be even bigger, you know. So and, and I, I don't know what it says about me, but like when I look, because you know, if I if I if I'm on the Lego site and I'm like, oh, you know, I want to spend 125 to get that 60 years thing. Mm-hmm. Um, the draw I feel I, I I feel like I'm supposed to look at the modulars. But then the thing that I feel like I want to look at is that ultimate Batmobile from the Batman movie, because it's a big, silly combining vehicle thing. The which which one? No, it's that's the one the that it's one that makes four in That's the one. one that's like the four in one. Yeah, yeah. Because it's you like the... for me, it's the climax. It's one of the climaxes of the film. It's got gut tie. Uh, it's it's got the bat cast in their silly bat costumes. Uh. It just it just feels like more like it connects with me, but th- I feel guilty for some reason of like oh, I want this more than the modulars, but I'm supposed to want the modulars more. Uh, it's weird. I'm just I'm just I'm just you can enjoy Lego now. however you enjoy Lego, man. Yeah. Anyway, I'm just eyeballing this thing because if I if I do go for the sixty year thing, I think it'll be with the Batmobile. Do they do the 60-year thing? Is that online only, or is that in LEGO stores, That's, too? If you go to a LEGO store as well, you should be able to get it. Okay. I feel like maybe I would rather do that. Because then I, I get rid of the part where I spend a day realizing I bought a big LEGO thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if I go and do it in person, then I just have to live with it, and, I'm, and it's all done. Um, oh, cool. Yeah, because, uh, because otherwise I'd say, like, I really like the Saturn V rocket. Um, mm-hmm. The other thing that I added to my order because I had a ton of VIP points was I did go for the uh, women in NASA as well. Oh, I forgot about because, that one. Because that's a really neat one in that, like, that shuttle even 
stages the way that like the space shuttle does where the solid rocket boosters come off and then and oh then the saturn five uh, is the, the really big one yeah the saturn five is yeah is is very large and it's something that occasionally i'll still have people at work come by and be like wow that is cool because i have it standing vertically so just like the launch escape tower stands up over the cubicle walls yeah, I saw um, uh, Hard Return Ian has one. I, I saw it in person, and that thing was, mm-hmm. I was like, that's so tall that I don't know if I could resist the temptation to try to break that over someone's head, because it would probably make a really cool noise. <laughs> it, it'd make a mess. Uh, I'll say that much, at least. Yeah. Oh, man, it's cheaper than the Ultimate Batmobile, too. You think, you think of it this way. If you have an intruder, it counts as a weapon and caltrops. Because <laughs> <laughs> once again, this is the thing where it's like, Combining Batmobile or respectable adult space shuttle. What what do you think you would enjoy more? I don't know. Uh, oh, well, I have two weeks to figure it out. Yeah. So you have until, for online, until uh, 11.59 p.m. on February 14th, or while supplies yeah. last. Because this, this 60 years thing has a pirate ship and a blue-gray spaceship, and that's enough to make me feel like I need and that And monorail connection. and a yellow castle. I, I don't Those things... The, the, it's not the black castle, so I don't care. Uh, <laughs> I forgot Lego did a monorail, but now mm-hmm. I'm remembering it. Um, well, TJ, grats on the, on the fresh modular, and I hope you find a place to put them all. So do I. <laughs> uh anything is that any, anything else off topic on your end or was that was that all no i'm done and uh aaron anything else off topic on your end no i'm good then i will finish up by saying that so so one of the last times we talked i was talking about because i got a gash at so i was looking at gamer drivers and i was like hey help me out someone i went on yahoo auctions japan and there was an auction and it was five thousand yen and it was the set where you get a gamer driver and the kuwami slot and mighty action x and boxo bike and it was five thousand yen in the box uh and that's pretty darn good not just what i'm telling myself i did my research um so i got that and then i got a lot of gashats for ten thousand yen and the reason I, I bought that one or bid on it and won is it had Maximum Mighty X and it had the poppy version of Dorimifa Beat. And I have seen both of those things cost 5,000 yen on their own. So it also had uh, the six like retail release Legend Rider Gashats and a bunch of other ones. Um, the only bummer was one of the other ones was Shakariki Sports and it was weirdly half busted in that hmm. it clearly was not reacting how it was supposed to when you put it into things. So... I opened it up, and I fixed it, and uh, I also now know how gashats work, and basically, they're very complicated inside, surprisingly, for what they do. Uh, It has a a series of of those, you know, those sort of triangular black toggle switches, where it's like, not a hard switch, but it's like that kind of sweepy black triangle that you can run a thing over to hit the toggle Mm -hmm. on like a a circuit thing. One of those was permanently stuck down. Uh, so I just got a spudger out and I wriggled with it until it popped back up and I fixed it. So I fixed a gash at, uh, so now I feel all empowered and I feel like saying, Hey, if anyone's gash hats don't work, I can fix them now. Um, provided I don't have to do any soldering, but, uh, Hey, did, TJ, did you know that the gash hat gimmick is really freaking cool? I've, uh, I've heard tell. Did you, did you know that that stereo visual effect in the mirror is, like, friggin' amazing in person in a way that cameras cannot capture? Because, like, uh, it's it's true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Darn. I'm really happy. Uh, 
I'm really happy that I decided to do that because Gashats are cool. Yeah, yeah, you, you um, like that. You like that thing where they do the thing that Gaia memory should have done and actually work in both slots. Yep, and I and and man, like the the, the lights, like the the it's a, it's a lot more involved. Like I get how these things cost, you know, like two thousand, three thousand yen when they came out, and I'm that's why I'm also freaking over the moon that I got that lot of like a whole bunch of them, uh, and they're all DX. Uh, anyway, yeah, that's that's my that's my little gash at story um, to close things up. Uh, so thank you all for listening. That's been an episode. Uh, we will talk to you later. Uh, it's going to be February soon, which means very soon we're going to have a whole big stack of toy fair to talk about. I hope. Uh, I assume uh, we're probably going to see Predaking. We're probably going to see Bumblebee movie stuff. Um, so. Soon we're going to have probably less time for listener questions, but uh, I'll still keep them all in a list and we will still go through them. God damn it. That's my uh, mission statement. So uh, until then, uh, until next time, we'll talk to you later. Thanks for tuning in and stay safe. Uh,